Cozy Zone friends, Ben Weber here. I am in my bedroom. I'm a nerd for cozy. I'm looking for the cozy, and I think I might have found it in my bedroom. It has taken a long time to find, to craft, to forge the cozy areas in my home, but I think I'm, I'm really, I'm getting there. I'm working on it. Uh, so I'm, I'm here. My dresser, our dresser, Nicolette, my dresser is sort of the cozy zone studio platform here and there's there's only wonderful things on it of course there's some there's some uh detritus from my podcasting equipment we got my mic we got a yellow foam windscreen which is very lovely i uh, got my little uh microphone sheath but here we go here's here's what i want to talk about i have reinstalled our oil pulling station so i got a towel folded it up real nice got this mug from uh, this potter in Door County, Wisconsin, uh, that is no longer with us. Uh, two spoons are in there. We got a jar of coconut oil, and you know these two spoons are waiting for Nicolette and I to uh, take them, dip it into the coconut oil, put it in our mouths, swish it around, and wait for all of the Ayurvedic miracles to happen to us uh, all day. Uh, the bacteria in our mouth that we've been uh, cultivating all night is swept up into the coconut oil. We swish it around for 20 minutes. That's 20 minutes of morning silence. And, uh, you know, we just go about our day. It it supposedly deals with allergies. It doesn't really. I've been sneezing a lot. It's supposed to, to make your teeth cleaner. I think it does. And my teeth do feel cleaner, although there's some, there's some mango strings in it. Nicolette's friend Timothy. Tim is staying with us. Uh, Timothy gave us these wonderful mangoes from Haiti. I don't know how she smuggled them in from Haiti, but I guess it's no problem. And the delicious mango strings are now in my teeth that I don't think any amount of oil pulling would be able to uh, extract. So I'm going to have to use some floss. But oil pulling plus flossing is a great uh, oral hygiene habit. I'm really into it. Uh, We have a a beautiful photograph of Nicolette's dad, Dan, uh, holding a baby Nicolette. She looks so happy and her cheeks are so fat. Uh, No one is wearing a shirt in this picture. Uh, which is great. Uh, I guess Nicolette is wearing her dad's hands almost as a shirt, sort of like uh, uh, Shredder's body armor, but instead of uh, metal and evil, it is the loving fingers of her father. Uh, And uh, there's some text that says, Special moments. No day is ever past as long as it lives in memory. Um, Which is true. There's some Celtic knots uh, surrounding this, this picture frame. There's this amazing uh, piece of furniture that I'm playing with here. It's a, it's a box that used to hold Coke bottles or soda bottles, and it, they are the perfect size, these little squares, to hold 
microphone windscreens. I have six, well, five in there right now. The yellow one is in play. But I have this dream of filling it all with all the different colors of the windscreens. Maybe future Cozy Zone guests can pick exactly the kind of windscreen that they want to use, they want to put their mouth into, they want to kiss, to really make that unique Cozy Zone experience. Maybe you're feeling like gray. Maybe you're feeling like red. Uh, What a delightful piece of trivia that would be uh, for those of you who are Cozy Zone nerds. Uh, maybe you can start keeping track of what colors the different guests use. Uh, we've only had mic, uh, mic covers that were red and black. So um, here's some, some lore that you can record. I have a beautiful sugar skull that says my name, Ben, from Lisa Lacasio from her wedding. I have Nicolette's uh, Christmas present that I gave her last year, this jar filled with translucent bits of paper with alphabet things that relate to Nicolette or our love or her life. Uh, There's a seashell. There's a a stamp with three cats on it. There's a ceramic piece, two ceramic pieces, a a beautiful bowl and like a strange thing with a cover on it. It it reminds me of the seashore. There's my hard drive. Uh, There's a a glass of, of redemption rye. I made a cocktail for myself. Uh, for this cozy zone process, there's our laundry card. Um, oh, and there's there's the the gift that Nicolette gave me last year. It's a a drawing of Virginia Woolf. Praise and blame alike mean nothing. No delightful as the pastime of measuring may be, it is the most futile of all occupations. So long as you write what you wish to write, that is all that matters. And whether it matters for ages or only for hours, nobody can say but to sacrifice a hair on the head of your vision in deference to some headmaster's the most abject treachery, so says Virginia Woolf. So, yeah, keep it real, friends. Do exactly what you want to do. Um, friends, I have to tell you, I, I am doing exactly what I want to do with this episode. Uh, warning, it's a, it's a long one. Uh, I, I get to interview Sam J. Gold in his home at the foot of his bed, and we play Magic the Gathering. Uh, This is a card game. This is a card game that I played when I was a boy. I learned in fourth grade, about the time I learned how to juggle. Um, And this game really consumed my life. For those of you who are not familiar, it's uh, sort of like if you can imagine Dungeons and Dragons, uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but you're you're uh, you're in a role and you're you're journeying through a mystical world and you encounter various challenges and you have to work as a team to overcome those challenges, and you roll a dice, some die, a die, some dice. You roll them to determine what the hell happens on your adventure. Uh, but magic uh, is very clever in that instead of you know existing in the minds and hearts of the players and the dungeon master, uh, it exists on individual cards that you have to purchase. So it ends up being an extremely expensive fantasy experience. Nothing can happen unless you have the physical card. And there are creatures, there are artifacts, which are wizard objects. There are land, which have magical juice called mana, which you tap, which means turning a card on its side, and you squeeze that magical juice out, and you use that juice to conjure up all of these magical spells and there's islands and there's forests and swamps and plains and uh, uh, what else is there? Uh, I think that's it. Uh, Oh, mountains. And they all have different colors, white, red, black, green, blue. Um, 
and there's multiple colors and and colorless things and you know it's really it's a lot of fun and all of my birthday parties from about 4th grade to oh god maybe 6th grade maybe 7th grade I don't know I think I might have calmed down by 7th grade they were devoted to magic the gathering you would only get magic cards for your birthday and like that it was like the most giddy delicious thing i i spent so much money on it i am so ashamed to think about all of the money that i wasted on these cards and now i still have them and sam gold and i played magic many times and we built decks and played magic the gathering and you get the uncut experience of that it's very cozy sam fed me soup it was a rainy dreary day i I went to his place in fort green beautiful place sam is a brilliant artist i met him at work uh he works in performance and puppetry um and frankly you know poetry every word that he other utters others oh man i'm just thinking about cows and thinking about uh i guess cows shunning each other because they're different but anyway every word he utters is is delicious frankly he's a he's a great guy a kindred spirit he's from san diego a jew and you know we we geeked out we nerded out and uh played a lot of magic and went down memory lane and of course uh you know talked about creativity and art and it was really really special um so everybody please enjoy episode 35 Sam J. Gold at the foot of his bed playing Magic the Gathering. The the number of views on, on your YouTube video. Yeah, that's over three hours long and, and is the complete Lord of the Rings. Well, this one, I like this one because it actually updates to let you know what song you're on. Yeah, yeah, that do that one. Yeah, that's yeah. good, yeah. yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that's see, a long... I mean, other ones just use like an image of like Aragorn with a... We're not, we're not really getting a lot of it. We're not getting. Can you? Should it, I turn can, it up? Yeah, on? if you can turn it up, it's that's as far as it's gonna go. I mean, the thing is, I could plug it into a speaker. Yep, that's what we're. we're that's do. what we got to do. It's kind of. We've. Only, be, it's we've, only meant to sort of be heard. We've begun. Oh. We've begun. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? So what? What speaker are we working with here, uh, Sam Gold? This is my Magic Box oh, Two wireless oh, I like speaker. That. I am in the market for a Bluetooth speaker I have of some to say, sorts. This one is. Superb. Okay. Um, I got it on sale from Amazon for like 35 bucks. Okay. Usually it costs a lot more than that, I think. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth is okay. I'm going to plug it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah. want to mess around. No, no. Is you want. swearing you, on this podcast? Yes. Okay. You don't want to fuck around. Yeah. You want to you wanna get that With analog action. You want to you wanna feel the music. You, you want to feel kids these days Lothlorian. With their, with their Bluetooth record players, they just. Yeah. They don't know. They don't know. You want to hear Lothlorian? I know a woman named Lorian. Named after Lothlorien. What is Loth? I oh gosh, who knows? You don't know? Do you? No. Did you ever get that much in? I didn't. Ca- no, I don't care. I don't. I didn't either. Is it, <coughs> oh, I need to turn it on. Yeah. On. Oh my god. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, but this is a this is a bold song to start with. I mean. To I mean, give, give it, give it, yeah, that's, this is where we've begun. It's like right out the gate. <laughs> All right, here we go, here we go. Is this too loud? I don't know. I don't think, I don't, I'm, right. I'm feeling amped up. Okay. You know why, Sam Gold? Because I'm going to make a Magic the Gathering <laughs> deck. 
I'm leaning toward blue white, and I have I have uh, this is an unlimited version card. This is oh a God. fifth edition. I take it all back. This is the greatest song to play. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, we're this is so we're we're oh, two wizards a, this battling. We're gonna battling deck. for uh, God knows what. We just got to get uh, counterspell. Do you, you remember the counterspell guy? <laughs> all right, this guy. So we got a little counterspell. He's wearing a he's wearing a green and gold. Tunic. He's got facial hair. Yeah, he has really crazy facial hair. He's just going on a, hey, he has a little ring. He's giving a very kind of flamboyant uh, shocker, as it were, with a little lightning bolts coming out of his shocker. You know what I mean? That's a counterspell, if I've ever heard of one. That is counterspell. Shocker, shocker. You know what, yeah. You know one of my favorite things about magic cards? And Tell me. I, I discovered this now. It's not when I was a kid. I didn't give a shit about this, but... The quotes, oh God, the little quotes at the bottom oh, yeah. of some of the cards. Like oh, I, the I'm holding a card, Festering Goblin. It's mm-hmm. a one-one zombie goblin, uh-huh. black. Um, or is that is that the yeah? Yeah, black. Yeah, it's it's not swamp. a swamp. No, That's no, you get, use yeah, a yeah, swamp right to get yeah. yeah the oh black man, I card. have some amazing um, cards here. In life, it was a fetid, disease-ridden thing. In death, not much changed. That's good. It's a little, you little, know, there's little someone snarky. at Wizard of the Coast. It's <laughs> just like the quote guy. Yeah, he's the quote guy. Johnny, <laughs> Johnny, listen, we have uh... Johnny. We need 80 quotes by Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, oh my god! And he, John, Johnny, is a German immigrant. Yeah, yeah, of course. Ooh, ooh, look at this shiny card. Oh yeah, what? Uh, what's pa- what is it? A land pacifism. No, no. Enchanted creature can't attack or block. Enchant creature. Does it have a quote? Uh, yes, even those born to battle could only lay their blades at Ar- Akroma's feet. So we're to we're to understand that Akroma yeah, is, is some, some character. There's a dramaturgy here that yeah, that is that, that is we are. That, that is like the least I, like that is crazy to me. So it's sort of like D and D, right? There we go. This is what you. I guess this is the order of the Lord of the Rings soundtrack because there is that opening sequence. Well, is what when Sauron the... fights? I haven't seen these movies in so long. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? There's like, they're like telling, it's like when we last left our heroes 800 years ago, and then they talk about the ring getting cut off the bad guy's fingers. Squire is stupid. And now we're in the Shire. Memory lapse. Okay. Feeling good. Icy prison, a little ice age for you. you did you ever, yeah, I ever had, do I, ice I, age? I, oh, I had ice age. Is that when you began? But I feel like when I bought ice age, maybe it was like retro. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, there was a great card store in... Um, Cardiff, just north from where I grew up in San Diego. Cardiff? And Cardiff, yeah. I mean, San Diego is, it's a city. It's also a county. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I've been there, but you're, I guess yeah, that doesn't, your, that your lady's my lady from, Nicolette is a, she's a San, San Diegan. Yeah. So maybe she can attest to this. There's, a, there's an area called Cardiff, and you could get great donuts. Uh, and then there was a magic, I mean, there was a card store. Um, and just they had magic or like oh, Pokemon? Oh, sure. They, I think it had the other stuff. And like baseball, remember like people just buy baseball cards? People do that still? I yeah, I, I bet they. I'm sure they do. Yavamaya Barbarian. It's oh. a gold card. Did you stick around long enough to see gold? Oh, cards? of course. Yavamaya. Uh, what is Yavamaya? Talk to me about Yavamaya. Ta- oh, uh, not all elves embrace the pastoral life. Some still roam the forest edge, forever making war against their hated enemies. Mm. A two-two. <laughs> Who cares? Here, I got one more for you. Uh, the Vol Vodalian. No, Vodalian. Vodalian? Yeah, Vodalian zombie. This is a merfolk zombie. Oh, nice. Quote, Every last one of you will become my servant. 
It's a shame you won't live to see the irony. Now that is attributed to Tsabo Tavik, the Frexian general. There's a lot. Do, are there novels? I, I don't know. How is one to even follow the story? <clears throat> I, I used to They're get Scry, Scry magazine to see like the value of my different cards. I would love to see and sort of see. Did you? I don't know if you ever no, came across some Scry. No, I didn't even scries. know this existed. There's also another one. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but Wizards of the Coast Wish, actually yeah. published it. Scry was a third party. Um, I have a lot of mana. A lot yeah. of lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yours is all lovely. I must call out. It's sure. all sorted uh, by color. Yeah, uh, and mine is mine has been sitting. I, I well, this is a time capsule. Is it is it the same for you? I mean, I haven't opened this box. Yeah, no. Well, I've opened it before <laughs> just to like ensure that it still exists because <laughs> somehow that mattered to me. But I, this is the first time I've taken things out of it in God knows like oh. 10, 12 years. Absolutely. I remember red cards were they? I continued to play magic cards t- uh, into eighth or ninth grade, but by then it was a deep dark secret. Mm. Like I had a few friends. And we would get together and we would play. And I distinctly remember being at my friend Nick Johnson's house. Um, Here's another version of pacifism. Oh, oh, I like this one more. I have this one. It's a nice image. Yeah. I mean, it's like an interesting... I love that image, Robert yeah. Bliss drew, wrote, uh, drew this wall. in 96. For the first time in his life, Grack felt a little warm and fuzzy inside. And Grack is like a like a really <laughs> buff like voodoo doctor. Um <laughs> And he's and he's like he has flowers arranged all over him. Yeah, and he's kind of in a waterfall. Um, and one there t- are deers. There are deers <laughs> nuzzling against much him. Much more relatable than than the fucking. I think we've other all been one. we've all been a bit of a grack. Oh at yeah. One point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Grack. That's a good. Grack. That's a good card. Yeah, actually, I, 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 that was gonna be my first kid. I think grack. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. Ooh, look at this card. Oh, this is a gold card. Oh yeah, I have tree folk cards. legend. Oh, oh. Verdaloth the Ancient. Oh, no, I don't know. Kicker. That's not a gold card. Yeah, it is. You want to trade? That's green. No, no, no. I'm saying it's gold. It's a rare card. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Uh, tree. Oh, yeah. Four, seven. Kicker. I don't even know what kicker means. Uh, I think it's a newer thing. Yeah. Post you. What is a kicker? You may pay an additional X of colorless mana as you play, as you play it. Um... Oh, this is a good card. If you had a tree folk deck, you'd really want this card. I, I, yeah, I don't even know. I don't yeah. know if I have enough tree folk to make no. a tree folk deck. Ooh, that ne- was Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, that's a great card. I had yeah. that too. That's where I learned the word Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Which I think is the, is the ship in the Matrix too. Yeah. And that came out is. like the same time that I was into magic. Yeah. So I was oh, like, oh, I nice. know this. Very nice. I know what this word is. Yeah. Don't know what it means, but I, I I recognize that it's a significant word. Good for you. I still don't know what it is. Is he like a? He's a biblical. A, a bi- it's biblical. A biblical character. I should know that. I went to a Christian school for yeah. six long years. But also, no, uh, but he, I think he's in the the Old Testament. <laughs> Mm, I should know that too. Urza's Mine. So here See, we go. So you, this so was the first... It. But you didn't know... Look at uh, Urza's yeah. Legacy. Ur, yeah, so Urza, Urza had a whole thing. Oh, let me see this. Are these yeah. some sexy ladies? Yeah, those are merfolk. Oh, merfolk. Looking I mean, good. how old was I when I had this? I don't know. They're, it's kind of a bad drawing. Um, is this a deck? Is it a deck or is it just cards? Oh, this is a black and white deck. Oh, no, oh weird. Ooh, Avatar of Woe. Now, this is a really good card. I remember there was a whole series where there was five avatars... One for each color, and oh, the avatar nice. of woe was really good. What do you? What is that? What do you do? What do you get from an? Avatar? I think they all they all cost eight mana to play, um, two of the color that they are, and then six colorless, and then they all have a condition 
under which they will then only cost two mana instead of eight. Uh, Avatar of Woe is if there are ten or more creature cards total in all graveyards, she only costs two mana to play. Uh, she can't be blocked except by artifact creatures and oh. black creatures. Okay. And you can just now tap her and it will destroy a creature. Can't be regenerated. Can't even be regenerated. Whoa, whoa, this whoa. is a good card. Wait, eight mana. Yeah, look at that. Oh, I see. Oh, shit. I'm sure that the deck is like... That's crazy. Ostensibly, it must be built around getting this out really early and then just, you know... Yeah, but you need to you need to kill a bunch of creatures. Yeah. So you got to uh, do direct damage. Uh, yeah, see, this is... Okay, so this is clever, right? So I have cards like Lab Rats, which is a really gross card, which allows you to... Um, what lab is happening in this, like, fantasy You see, it's, it's like those... Ra- it's like animals with broken back legs <coughs> Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, so they're like, they're like steampunk Lab Rats. Yeah, it looks like... It looks like the goal of the deck was to get a lot of really cheap creatures into your graveyard really oh, quickly. Oh, I see. So that you could get that one. Right, right, right. Oh, very clever. And here's a card that when it comes into play, you can return a creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Ah, oh, man, if I had spent as much time... Well, I did fine in school. <laughs> I was going to make a joke that would not be true. Um, um, Sam, where are we right I, now? Yeah, sure. I'm sure the hypothetical listeners are... They could listen to us talk about magic cards all day. We're Tackle maggot. Tackle That's maggot. a good what one. That? That's a good one. Oh, that is gross. That's like Dune esque. Yeah. Um, this has a lot of instructions too. Yeah, it's That's a tiny it, font. It, yeah. There's something something cool going on with That's it, but I think it gross. like kills. I think it you like kill kill various. Uh, yeah. Oh look, look. It looks good. Safe haven. It's sort of like the cozy zone of magic cards. <laughs> the cozy zone of magic cards. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you what safe haven does. Uh, lovely drawing. I mean, it's like a very scary swamp with what looks like a cave, but it's not a, in a mountainside. It's like more like a swamp that suddenly has a thing, and there's a warm, inviting light. And um, if you play two, it's a land. Well, that's interesting. It's a land. But if you tap it and pay two mana, you can remove target creature you control from the game. The ability is played as an interrupt. During your upkeep, sacrifice safe haven to return all creatures it has removed from the game directly into play. Oh, that's interesting. Whoa. So, so it's, it's like a sacrificial cozy zone. Yeah. It's like a, te- it's a liminal space <laughs> in which creatures are... Oh, I, I see. So like if you were playing and someone was about to kill your creature, you could, right before they die, remove them from the game and then bring it back later. If yeah, you yeah. Oh yeah, that makes sense. If they're under um, fire, keep that. Yeah, that's like we'll the that's that. the patron save. Yeah, patron save. I'm gonna put it on my mixer there. Um, so to your question, we are in my bedroom, uh, in my apartment, in Fort Greene. We are sitting on a rug that I recently was gifted by a friend who moved out of an apartment also in Fort Greene. She's moved to Portland after almost ten years here, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes really well at the room. I have to say, it almost it matches my sheets. It, um, I have a very strangely shaped room. Well, I don't know if it's very strange, but it's... It's very uh, rectangular, it's, I would, it's, it it's seems. A, it's, a, it's a four-sided room, Yeah, but it has angles. I mean, like, this entire wall is just good luck getting any fitting anything normal in there. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'll show you later. I mean, we couldn't carry the mics there, but my be- I had to bespoke cut my bedside table to fit into this, like, parallelogram shape. Oh, I see. Uh, in the corner. Oh. So, um, yeah, we're, we're here. Um, we're going through our magic cards. Yeah. How did this come about? I, I don't know. I, I mean, feel like it was when we were, we so were walking. Okay, you, you go. Well, I mean, you know, our, 
our friendship began mm. because we we work in the yeah. same place. Yeah, we work together. We work together. Mm. Um, and you, early on, you were you're a very like early supporter of Cozy Zone. Uh, you're right. And you, I would say, I just want to put this mm. out there that you are someone with an, a very like open heart that oh. that I feel like wow. that sort of there's this immediate like. Oh yeah, this this guy's my buddy. This guy's my bro. That's so nice to hear yeah. you say. Yeah, and it's just you. like there's such an easeful, uh, you know, way to spend time together. Well, I don't know if I'm that way with everyone, but um, when I met you, I was like, yeah, this guy's gonna be my friend. Well, yeah, and and look at us, look at us go, and so Sitting, playing magic cards. Yeah, and so I think like maybe in the first episode I ever did at Cozy yep. Zone, yep, I right. I uh, was had a contest right where I I was like, hey, like I have this uh, I have this extra. Uh, coupon for uh, <laughs> that's the proper pronunciation for the Brooklyn Botanic Gardens. Yeah. Who wants it? And you were like on Facebook. You're like, oh, I'll do it. And I was like, great. You won. <laughs> you won the contest. That was the tone of my uh, of my post too. So I'm glad that you. Yeah. That yeah. You, oh yeah. Oh here, lo- I love this card. Sorry to interrupt. No, please. Crash of Rhinos. Uh-huh. Eight four. It's oh, a forest shit. card. Trample. C- uh, trample, of course. Yeah. It costs eight, so it's you know it's a pricey card. Yeah. I just love the quote. Um, love is like a rhino, short sighted and hasty. Semicolon. If it cannot find a way, it will make a way. And that's a femoriff adage. Femoriff. I mean, the femoriffs are really known for their <laughs> adages. I, I don't know. I, I have to tell you this story okay, about uh, adages. So we went to a, we went to a school today. Uh, um, Simeon Grunts. I don't know. As soon as I, Echo. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. As soon as I saw that card, like so many indescribable memories and sensations of being 11 just flooded back to me. These monkeys mean business. That's what it says. I don't remember what Echo is, but this card, I feel like this card was in like the very first deck I ever bought. Simeon grunts. Um, I'm sorry. Right. No, so we were at a school. Yeah, you were at today, a school. Yeah, and we we're we we're doing our doing our research like we do at the right. school. Yeah, and uh, they call uh, they call a administrator to the office. They call her name. She comes down, and a few moments later, she, it's time for the announcements. Um, and so she gets on the loudspeaker and says, "Hi, everyone. I'd just like to let you know that you know we're I, I'm going to share a, a little quote with you today. Uh, this is a this is a, a an Arab adage. What? Uh, an Arab quote comes from the Arab tradition. She just said it once, but like you want to Arab. Yeah. Uh, and then she goes on to say that you know swords, you know, wound the flesh, mm. but words wound the soul. A very, a very beautiful. It's a beautiful sentiment. A beautiful sentiment. I'd love to meet the Arab. <laughs> Oh, it was it was so <laughs> intense. It was such an intense moment of like, oh, God. I was at a school today uh, uh, t- teaching, um, and it was so fascinating. We were working with the eighth graders, and my partner had been there earlier in the day working with the seventh graders, and they were the, these were the theater kids. And um, I just, I, I'm still trying to figure out how much of, how much of the disparity between the seventh and eighth graders' participation and, frankly, quality of work came from just that one year of difference in their lives? Mm-hmm. You know, that, that like, oh, I'm, how old are you in eighth grade? I'm, like, 14 now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I guess this is how I behave. Yeah. And how much of it was just, you know, incidentally, these, this particular combination of students. But um, it was such a struggle. 
such. I mean, they they were all great. They were totally game, but I think we had really high expectations for them because they were the theater kids in a you know you know in a theater workshop. And they were just they were giving you guff. They were giving you trouble. No, they they weren't ever giving a guff. They just couldn't pull it together. No, they couldn't they just, do it. They really wanted. They, they they all wanted to be there. I think they just couldn't. Uh, they couldn't collaborate. You know, to to make anything, mm-hmm. and I guess the seventh graders in like fifteen minutes had like interlocking songs. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I wasn't there, like but that's what my yeah, that's what my yeah. friend, uh, my my co-teacher told me. He was just like, and he even he was blown away, and he said the teacher who teaches both classes was blown away, and and uh, yeah, they just couldn't. You know, a lot of a lot of you know, ten people sitting on the floor saying, "I have an idea." No, 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 I like my idea more. You know, and despite the number of times I go over and say, I think you guys should get on your feet and really try some of these out, you know, because they're just hypothetical ideas in your head. You can't really have a conversation about them. And anyway, by the way, you have three minutes left, you know, and you haven't made anything yet. Yeah. Um, Despite the number of times I did that, they just, you know, they just couldn't really get it together. And yet, it was so fascinating at the end of the class, the drama teacher, I don't know if, if this was to shame them or to prove a point or whatever, but she asked, she said, can everyone in the class raise their hand if they're auditioning for performing arts high school next year and like every single person raised their hand oh man what does it mean i don't know what it means i can't imagine being that young and being like this this is what i'm doing i'm gonna go to a school where i just do this because this is my life this is what i'm gonna be this is what i'm gonna do yeah i it's hard to even imagine that now yeah i mean that's uh, that's how i feel but i mean but i i don't know about you how you feel about it but i feel like i was very lucky that i was i was able to continue to be in welcoming, supportive, nurturing, safe, theatrically inclined spaces for so long yeah. that one day I just kind of looked up and I was like, oh my God, this is it, you know? Or at least this is what I, re- I, I I'm sure I could make a go at something else, but God damn it, I want, I would like to give this. I'd like to really honor this. You know, when I think about it, I, I would actually say that my journey was a mo- was quite fraught. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and just that I, like, I rejected a conservatory model. Oh, sure, me too. Uh, Where did you go to... I went to uh, Pomona College. Oh, right. It was a liberal arts school in California. I I had a... um, As a... a uh, For film school, I was... I had the same kind of... Ah. uh, I don't know, like, mental anguish in that way that you can only have when you're 17. Yeah. You know, and asked to, like, make a decision that, uh, you know, feels like it'll be your whole life. Yeah. Uh, Because I was was getting really into uh, filmmaking. And so I thought, well, no, I should just go to film school. But I opted against it because I felt like, uh, I feel like I just decided it would be better to spend four years exploring things and uh, filling and having experiences outside of this form or whatever. Uh, and then if I still liked it afterwards, I, would, I could always give it a go. Nice. Um, okay. Uh, what was your favorite film that you made in, in school? When I was a kid? When I was younger? Uh, I, I started making movies. Oh, yeah. I yeah, guess, yeah. I, I started making movies. Well, I, I guess I started like when I was about 15, uh, 14 or 15. My older sister, she's two years older than me, got a job. She took a film production class at in her high school. We went to different schools. And uh, and then she got the job as the like on the student body gov- on the student government as the like audiovisual person. I'm not exactly sure what the job even entailed. Like, I don't think she made movies for the school, but she was she was doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I started, and I loved. I was obsessed with movies, so I started kind of watching. And I was already doing some theater at that point, so I started being in some of her movies. And then I just started doing it myself. And um, what was your equipment? What, what were you shooting? Oh, we had a we had a 
uh, a small camera with mini DV tapes. Ooh, okay. You know, yeah, we were yeah. editing on uh, iMovie. Mm -hmm. And um, I think in some ways I've always been someone to just tinker with something until it does exactly what you want it to do. Mm -hmm. So I made iMovie my bitch. Like, I just... <laughs> Like I was, I was exporting individual still frames into MS Paint to add animation to things. You oh know, like short frame, short term animation. I made a, sh I made a movie. I remember after my junior year of high school, just a short little thing with friends, and we wanted this guy to have like, we wanted him to have like, basically like an aneurysm. Like we want, he was like sitting, he was sitting at our at my kitchen table, eating a bowl of cereal. Yeah, and then we would we would jump cut to like. Um, a real extreme close-up on his eyes and like very heavy metal music would play. It was an inside joke we had about this guy being very intense. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, but you know, but then you'd, you'd, you know, you'd cut back to the wide and he'd just be sitting at the table calmly eating cereal. And then he, ha he just like made a kind of like <clears throat> kind of face and then <laughs> collapsed into his bowl of cereal and then he passes out and wakes up in hell and he, and he beats up the devil and uh, that was basically the movie. Oh but God. for that moment when he, co when he collapsed, um, yeah, I tried to animate a blood squirt coming out <laughs> of his neck <laughs> on MS Paint. <laughs> How did it go? I mean, it didn't. It didn't not look like <laughs> red stuff coming out of someone's neck, but it didn't. I mean, it didn't look like Colossus of Sardina. I, oh, you know, I went there. Uh, Sardina, it's one, one of the Greek. I no, I'm kidding. <laughs> tramp nine nine trample. Can you believe it? Does not un oh, but you have to pay nine to untap it. Yeah, oh it's, man, it's a, it's a very like well, it's a mighty. That's not that good of a card, actually. No. I guess if you can guarantee it's going to hit, then oh yeah, you know yeah, it's look just out like, worlds. Yeah, you just you. It's hard to kill though. Yeah. I have I have another one here that I like, Nantuko, blight cutter. It's like oh a my um, God. it's a. Praying Mantis Warrior. It's Whoa. an insect druid. Wow. Insect creature. Protection from black. Very good. Nantuko Blight Cutter. Gets 1-1 one, one for each black permanent your opponent's control. That's pretty good. I guess that's like a whole thing. Here's, a Nan Here's another Nantuko. Nantuko. I mean, that's a whole thing, right? Every, every, every new deck thing, they would have a new... Weird. Story. I mean, here are the Yavimaya, Yavimaya trees and is, worms and yeah, stuff that's, like that. That's I I knew you, you knew about Yavimaya. Yavimaya. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I didn't. Um, this is cute. Dance of many. Dance of many. Uh, when dance of many is brought into play, choose a target summon card in play. Then put a token creature in play and treat it as if you have just brought the exact copy of target summon card into play. What? Um, someone was reading. Baudrillard when they uh, <laughs> like, we're gonna make a simulacra card yeah well if Dance of Many leaves play remove token creature from game if token creature leaves play destroy Dance of Many if you not pay two islands during your upkeep Dance of Many is destroyed oh okay I see so you're basically cloning something at a cost yeah but they're inextricably linked to one another so right. that if one dies they both die the Dance of Many it's like yeah do you know what it, it went into oh, my I head have, as I have two of them well you could have three of the same thing then maybe I wonder, can, can they stack? I wonder. I don't know. Well, you probably have to pay, you know, that double upkeep. Yeah, well, then you have to pay four. Yeah, Did you ever play, uh, I think, it, was it just Galaga? Or maybe it was whatever the more complicated version of that game, like Galaxia. You know that game? It was like an arcade game where you were you a shoot spaceship the, and you shoot this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was that one uh, bad guy who could shoot, send down a beam that would get your plane. Did you ever play it like this? And then, and then yeah, you would I mean, you use yeah. your next life, and if you could shoot that space that bad guy, you could then have both planes playing at once. Oh wow! Yeah, 
needless to say, it was at my doctor's office growing up. Wow. Um, what the fuck doctor did I you go to? A, a pretty great one, man. Yeah. yeah. Holy Actually, shit. my dentist was the same way. While you were waiting to go to the dentist, you could play Nintendo 64. Come on. Yeah, it was pretty great. It's Come pretty on. Pretty great. Heat Ray. This is a good card. You just... You just play a red, and then as much mana as you got, and then it'll deal that much damage to Oh, it's like, so it's like a uh, fireball. Yeah, it's one of those, except it's just a creature, so it's not as good as no, it's a fireball. I think fireball you can do to the player if you want to. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, yeah no, I had a good. friend who'd always use those. Do you think that you played this game correctly when you played it against other friends? No. Or did you just, like, make up rules and I stuff? I mean, not, we did the best we could, you yeah. know what I mean? I, I had this friend who would get really pissed off because I started really learning like the intricacies of the play and and there's like a pretty complex sequence that you can exploit if you learn how where you can right like, the upkeep and the interrupt yeah and yeah the, yeah there was this whole thing where like i had these cards that would temporarily move remove one of your opponent's cards from play but if i pulled some shenanigans i could like fuck with the rules and so that card would just be permanently gone and he would just refuse to acknowledge that that was a rule you know, and and uh, and yeah, it just annoyed me to no end. But I get it, right? Because there's no arbiter, except for the two of us when we play. Honestly, mostly when I played this game, um, we would play multiplayer. Like we'd play like three or four people. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. I, yeah. It's just a game of model UN at that point. Right. You're just <laughs> it's like risk. It's, yeah, I love you're risk. just yelling at each other. You know, the kid, the, the kid among your friends that's like the most popular or the like most like leader kid is always just getting like beseeched upon by everyone else being like no like jake jake attack michael like don't you don't don't attack nick you know and it's, it's it really just becomes like it's just it's a pretty great example of like friendship politics actually. oh yeah just like risk i would say yeah oh risk is the same way i love risk so risk much is great. i i never take it too personally i i would just yeah i was not very good at that I'm not good at these things. I like. I we should play. It's very long. Like this is gonna be. So <laughs> so Sam is yeah. our. I think if yeah. our our goal here uh-huh. is to craft a deck and like play a game. I haven't even started that yet. Yeah, I'm I like, haven't either. I'm sorting. I'm just looking through cards. I'm sorting my sorting my cards I'm all sorry up for in your sniffling shit. in the microphone too. Um, you made this delicious chicken soup that you fed me. <laughs> to speaking yeah, of, to address <laughs> your sniffles. That is um, true. Oh, maybe I'll go. Beast. Maybe I'll go. I mean, if we're talking about, if there's a sort of like return to nerdy childhood thing going on, I mean, evening, obviously, as as the many meetings song. I think this is when they're going. If we could go back to the Lord of the Rings for a second, yeah. I think this is when this is like the Fellowship. I think this is when they're all when he's made it to where the elves live, uh-huh. and like you meet all of the guys for the first time. They're mm-hmm. all guys. They're all guys. I know. I was what using that casually, like as a "Hey guys" kind of thing, but they're, that's accurate. They're all men. Ugh. Why is it all men? Patriarchy, buddy. <sighs> J.R. Tolkien. Yeah, patriarchy. It's it's brutal. I guess in the new movie, in the movies of the Hobbit, which I found to be fairly atrocious, um, I didn't really. They they made a role for a woman, for Evangeline Lilly, which is already an elf name, if you ask me. <laughs> she was destined to play an elf. She was like Legolas's girlfriend or something i i never finished those i uh i tried to watch the second one with an old girlfriend on like literally the night that we broke up and uh, i and i knew that we were breaking up why how but did I, I had flown across the country to see her oh, and so i couldn't leave Ugh. and um and and like i had told her i had come in part to tell it was my birthday 
And I oh, come, Jesus. Yeah, I know, it's getting worse. I had come in part to tell her that I was going to move to, to Los Angeles with her. I was going to leave New York. I'd been here for a while, but you, she, was, she was going back to school in L.A. Oh she wasn't going to come here, and we were at a what-do-we-do kind of moment. And, I, and part of what I was going to Seattle to tell her was that I was going to move out there. And that was a dumb idea. I'll be the first to say I shouldn't. I, I, it's good I didn't, and, I'm, and, I'm, and, I'm, and in retrospect, I'm very glad that what she said after I told her I would do that is, I don't want you to. <laughs> oh, God. And so I sat there, and she said, um, well, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I just want you on a fucking plane and <laughs> go back to New York. Wait, so you know? that was it? Like, uh, that, like there was no, there a no, follow-up? No, no, so I stayed. No, but, no, no, but I mean, like, so after she said, I don't want you to. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, come on. We, we, oh, of course, we talked about it for, like, three days. We just, we lived the life of a zombie couple, you know, for three days Ugh. where we'd, like, hold hands and, like, share a bed Ugh. and spend all of our time together, but, like, Ugh. not really, like have sex or, or uh, like feel intimate you know sure. but you know I guess we just I don't know I'd already flown across the country yeah what I mean for see, god's sakes you know yeah. for my birthday oh, um, yeah god. yeah so, so so that night it was the it was the night before my birthday Ugh. and we rented we were in a cabin alone <laughs> this what is just getting fuck? worse <laughs> why what well I didn't know we were we, I don't know if we knew I oh mean, this is we were gonna break up you know did she know she probably did yeah, but you know we've been together for a long time, and you, we were doing long distance for the second time in the oh, relationship. God. And you know, you tell yourself it's like I mean, I told people too when I, before I went. I was like, I'm excited to go out because it's been really hard, and I'm excited for it to be easy. You know, and just to have that like reminder of when this was good, what it felt like. But it was it was too late. Um, but so I spent like three days. I actually did wind up going home. Well, I couldn't change my flight, but I wound up leaving her early and staying with. Uh, my mom's cousin, who I've always called my uncle because they're the same age, so my uncle Charlie. Okay. Who's a glass blower. So okay. That's so Charlie and Did I. Did you like out. blow some of your sobs into uh, like a vase no, or an ornament? No, or? no, no, none of that. We just drank beer. Um, what like what? When I, did it? I, this is sorry. This like you. Did you expect the story to go this way? <laughs> yeah. You did. Oh, I don't know what that. Well, means. Well, no, but I mean, like you. So you said the night you well, you op- that yeah, you set this sure, up sure, like yes. the night you broke up you watched the damn well, movie. Well, we watched the second one. I watched the because we had watched the first one together. I think in the movie theaters, uh-huh. maybe I think that's what we'd done. And so we were like, let's watch the second. I've always had a sort of soft spot for these films, even though I don't like. I don't consider myself someone who's like at all entrenched in. I don't know. I kind of just go in for these things. Like, I was chatting with a friend of mine just last over the weekend because I I saw a friend in Boston who told me you know he read the Star Wars novels he like you know he's making his wife they're they're watching all the the six before the seventh comes out and I realized that I basically have no opinion of Star Wars like I don't love them I don't hate them I don't even entirely remember what happens I mean I I, I remember a lot of it but not in sequence I'm I'm sorry this is just the the truth and so I told and yet the idea of watching all six before going to see the seventh felt like really appealing to me. Okay. Um, okay. So I think I just kind of go in for those things. Like you, you like, like the the sort of the journey, the adventure. You said to particularly, me particularly. Oh yeah, what I say? Well, you said that you there's only so much adventure you can take. <laughs> but this is an adventure. I, I meant watching by that, a movie. Like, well, watching like sort of binge watching things is an adventure. No, it's not. All right, all right. No adventure is being. Um, I don't know. Is being outside. <laughs> I see. Adventure is adventure is being 
a oh nice did you like custom cut this cardboard to no, fit no, those no. cards okay no this is no okay this, this is a special card holder too. box. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, and it's all mainly just land. Yeah, I think. that's your lands. That's like your your it's casket. It's like crappy. Of lands. It's yeah. just like crappy cards. Herloon Minotaur. Yeah. The Minotaurs of Herloon Mountains are known for their. Oh, this is a long quote. I, I, I won't read it all. Um, I, I I was thinking. I guess when I told you that 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 I, I only have so much adventure in me at a time, because um, I was thinking about um, thinking about the fellowship that I that I received after college. Uh, What's that? Um, thanks for pretending like I hadn't told you about it before. Um, there was the Watson Fellowship. I won this fellowship <laughs> my first year out of school to travel around the world for 12 months completely on my own uh, to do a project of my own proposal. And my proposed project was to uh, study puppets in different countries around yes. the world. And so, you know, I just would show up places and hopefully I'd had some contact with people who would hypothetically welcome me in to learn things, but it was really, the whole point of the fellowship was truly to just sort of go places and figure it out and make it work. And um, I never felt like it was going to be a big deal to do. Like, I applied. didn't seem like it would be scary. Uh, didn't seem like it would be hard. And in a lot of ways, it wasn't actually hard when you really got down to it. But Where did you go? Uh, I, I, I was in the Czech Republic. I had visa problems for Poland, so I fled... The the mainland of Europe to <laughs> to England. Okay. Um, I you, uh, you fled like well, you couldn't go home. That was one of the only rules of the fellowship is you could not set foot back in the United States for twelve months. Holy um, shit! Really? Yeah. They give you a lump sum. They said don't spend it all in one place because you're not getting more, and don't come home. Um, wow. And what happens if you do? Oh, who knows? I'm sure nothing. I mean, yeah, nothing would have happened. I, they would have been grossly disappointed in me. I would have been disappointed in myself. You know? yeah, well, they sure, only give sure. out 40 of these a year. Yeah. And you can only get it once. You, you can only apply for it during your senior year of college. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, that hit me when I, when I first got... To, when I got there, I was, when I got to Prague, I was just like, fuck. <laughs> I think it took me like three days. I mean, this is the adventure. I think it took me three days to like actually explore the city. I got there. I mean, I was just in tears the night before. I was trying to pack a suitcase for 12 months around the world not you know different seasons different countries different cultures different climates um i can't imagine it was you know and then i got there and it's like okay i guess i guess i i guess i've committed to doing this thing um and yeah it took me you know i think the first day i found i walked around a park nearby and i found a grocery store you know i think the second day i i, I expanded my walk to like an eight block radius, but like still was deliberately indulging in, in, in uh, jet lag mm -hmm. to like help justify not going outside. Mm -hmm. So I was scared. Oh, um, and I think that's what I, what I meant more when I said I'm, I only have so much adventure in me is that like I've kind of gotten to do some really awesome things, but I get tired, <laughs> you know, like I, I need, and I was thinking about this because this is Cozy Zone. Yeah. Uh, that with the, here we are with the patron saint of uh, safe haven, the magic card. I, I need a safe haven. Yeah. And really one of the first things I do in almost every country was set up a safe haven, set up a, a home base. What What are the elements of that home base? Like a room that's my own that no one else hypothetically is allowed into. Um, as I went along the year and acquired things, it's like little things, you know, if it's a postcard or a trinket, um, a pillow. I discovered that I needed to travel with one of the pillows from my bed at home everywhere. Wow. Yeah, that was like one of the things. I mean, when you had first asked me, or I don't even know if you asked me, if I just asked myself after I, because I really love the idea of this podcast. And so when I really started thinking, however about however it came about, 
like what is my cozy zone i think the first answer i gave you was a shower yes um and i don't think that's true anymore oh. I, I think i mean because we t- we first talked about this like nine months ago yeah it something. was a very it's, particular it's, shower yeah you can i mean the place was particular <laughs> you, yeah i talked about um i talked about uh doing work at the watermill center which is a uh, uh, Robert Wilson's sort of uh, art center slash personal gallery, um, sort of slash ode to himself, which um, he's, which is he's you know, he deserved he's absolutely. A, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. If I had, yeah, if I'd had his life and his money and everything, I'd yeah. do too. Oh yeah. Um, but it's up. It's up in the Hamptons. It's in the town of Watermill. Um, it's amazing. It's like three to four stories of giant concrete rooms. Uh, it's like a, it's got a real like Zen insane asylum aesthetic going, mm-hmm. with a whole lot of chairs that you're not allowed to sit in that are art objects, and the whole place is really curated, including its little dormitory, uh, where I stayed for a month when we when I was working with a, the man that I work with, uh, on developing a show, and he didn't want to stay there. He wanted not to have to live in a Zen insane asylum, which is totally reasonable. So, yeah. so he stayed in the staff house, which I have since stayed in in a, in a return visit. And it's really nice. Yeah. Um, so a lot of time it was just me in this in this uh, you know giant building in a museum. It was like that book of kids who run away, uh, the mixed up files or oh, something. Fran- uh, uh, is that what it's called? Yeah, F- Francis E. No, I never on. read it. Um, uh, Basil E. Frankweiler. Okay. The mixed up files of Mrs. Basil or Mister. Yeah. Basil E. Frankweiler. With the kids who live at the museum. Yeah, I, I live love at the that. Met, I think. Yeah, yeah I love um, that book. So I felt that way. I was like, this is amazing. Um, I'm also easily spooked, uh, and we were like, you know, you drive if you drive out on the uh, 495, out into Long Island on your, from New York City out to the to the Hamptons, um, you pass Amityville, and I remember driving and being like, oh, that's funny, Amityville, and uh, the guy that I was with, he said, oh no, that's like the Amityville, and I was like, what, you know, because yeah. um, I can't really do horror things very oh. well. No, so we got out there. And I look at all these houses in the wilderness, and I'm like, oh, well, this is, like, where people are murdered at night, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was thrilled mm-hmm. to be there, uh, super excited, overwhelmed by this place, by, by like, the honor. I was think I was 23, so, you know, here I am at the Watermill Center working on a show in residency. Um, I was terrified, and I was, ho- I was alone, and there was a blizzard on the first night, and I was the only person in the center. Uh, and so I thought, you know, I need to take a shower. If I can take a shower here, and um, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll say it on, on the podcast. If I can take a shower and, and frankly masturbate in the shower, then I will emerge as owner of this domain. Um, Amen. I wasn't sure if I was going to say that. I'm sensitive to like what you. you know, podcast is an interesting thing. I feel like it's um, it's like a very public, intimate conversation. I mean it. Yeah, I mean it, it's quite public. literally that. Yeah, you know? and you know, listen. Uh, we don't have we don't have Marin's uh, listenership to the cozy zone. You know what I mean? Like yet. we're we're yeah, not yet. But IFC like, might call. We, we'll see. You know. You know yeah. We'll see. But um, but but that's even more troubling because if the <coughs> listenership is predominantly like your friends, we know a lot of the same people. Yeah. So I'm. Uh, you but know. like I'm sorry. Like I have masturbated in my life. You know. Oh really? I have. I have. Uh, okay, it, even in the past well, week, I'm a, I'm a bit of a prude. I will say sometimes that's fair. But I'm just saying, like, uh, you know, 
Magic cards makes me think of my boyhood friends, which <laughs> makes me think of like just nonstop talk about masturbation. Wow, see, I never we, my, nonstop. Me and my friends, we never talked about nonstop, on, like nonstop. Like we wow. we switched from magic cards to, to like masturbation. masturbation. It's like probably a natural like age and interest. Like that's a natural progression. Yeah, both take a lot of focus, a lot of like alone in a room. You know. Yeah. Uh, you emerge feeling like kind of okay, but like at a certain point feel like why was I spending that much time doing this? Yeah. You know. Um, well, yeah. So um, what were we, what were we talking about? Showers. You were talking about showers at the watermill. So this yeah. was you were you were conquering something. Yeah, I, with an I, expression I was, of I was of claiming your, it. You yeah. know. Um, and 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 but it was the shower specifically. You know, it was like showers have long been a place. I think I said to you when we first talked about this that no matter where I was living in the world. I mean, I've been in New York now for about two, going on two and a half years, and that's by far the longest I've been anywhere since I was 18, um, since I left, you know, my, my childhood home. Um, but no matter where you go, you can have a shower, you know? Yeah. And so somehow that was, you know, in this sort of assumed life of instability, that mm-hmm. was sort of a uh, constant that felt like a real place of comfort for me. But I was thinking about it, you know, in the eight, nine months since we talked about mm. it, and I realized that... I don't think I have that life anymore. I, I think I think I'm here. You know, I think I'm in New York. I mean, like I go places. I was just, mm. you know, I was just performing in Poland, for example. But like, I had a great time. But I was also really excited to come back. And and I feel like I have a life here. And so my cozy zone is here in my bedroom, where I retreat every night. You yes, know, yes. and the adventure that I expend is like in the city. I see. And the uh well being outside is, is in like New that. York, it's yeah, a thing. it is it is super harsh. Uh Crispin's getting up in this yes. magic game. Yeah, our cat and oh, my cat is coming to check. And you know the cat's a, a reflection of this need for cultivating cozy space. I got my I I, I got the job that I have that you and I work together yes, for. Yes. And it was the sort of missing piece of my puzzle at 25 for uh how to make a life in New York, Yes, you know, primarily revolving around theater and art and expression. Yes. Um, it was the missing piece of that puzzle, the like financially, frankly, That's as much as like spiritually and emotionally, and, you know. And so I got this job, didn't expect to get it necessarily, um, was beyond thrilled, and suddenly I felt like I'm here, you know. I don't have uh, a long-distance girlfriend. I don't have... I'm not subletting anymore. Um, I don't even have a question about will I make rent, you know, in the same way that I was before. And the first thing that came to me was I need to have a cat now. I need a cat in my life. Now that I am stable here, um, I'm just, I can't wait to have a cat now that I can be a responsible cat owner. And so Crispin, Crispin, who's uh, almost on my lap right now, I hope he doesn't, he's a very curious cat, so I hope he doesn't go for these microphones. Um, Crispin in my life, like, when you, when you let the universe know that you want a cat, the universe gets back to you very quickly. That's so nice. And when I say universe, I mean, like, my friends. I, yeah. I don't mean, like, I read the secret. Um, but, gosh, I let people know that I was interested in a cat, and I was getting texted photos of kittens within days. Oh, my you know? God. And, yeah, uh, so where, and yeah, where did Crispin come from? Crispin came from a woman who works in the Egypt department at the Met, no yeah. shit. Yeah, she raised. She's she's a sort of foster parent for cats. She had four of her own. Crispin was her fifth. Um, and I, uh, I should say that I met her through a girl that I uh, was briefly friendly with, uh, who worked at the Met at the time. 
and um, actually like getting Crispin was sort of the beginning of the end for, for the two of us. She began to feel like I spent more time or invested in my cat who's now bi- biting the uh, Velcro around the cable. Oh Crispin, yeah, don't Crispin. do that. No, um, but, uh, but this girl helped me. Uh, she put me in touch. She, she, we went together to meet Crispin who was, you know, the size of my hand. He was like two, two and a half months old, three mm. maybe. Um, and I thought I was going to meet him and then, you know, come back in a week if she liked me and get him. But it became clear to me that this w- a very nice woman who, who was taking care of him was growing very attached to him very quickly. And she also felt like she couldn't take on a fifth cat. Mm. And so she, when she decided that I was a worthy cat owner, she was like, I need to give this cat away. And so she said, you want to take him? And I was like, well, I don't have anything. My, my, my life's not ready. And she, she's like, well, I'll drive you home. I'll give you a bed. Here's enough food for a few days. Here's a litter box. Here's some litter. Here's some toys. And, and then she, and she even brought, came back and picked him up a few weeks later and took him to get uh, uh, neutered. Oh, um, my God. So she really, I mean, all those vaccinations, I mean, she really just, she gave me like a starter cat, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and it's such a joy. He's a home. very sweet, he's a sweet He's cat. a little devil, but he knows how to be incredibly adorable. Yeah. Uh, he gets away with murder, and by murder, I guess I mean, like, destroying my house. <laughs> but, you know, I feel like you kind of commit to that. Like, I, yeah. I don't know if you can really train cats. Some people say you can train no, cats. No, I, I don't think, think so. I, I mean, we have, a, we have a little, like, yeah. spray bottle. I don't do that. I feel like, I don't know if the cat's mind is large enough to associate the punishment with the crime. Yeah, that's fine. But we just like, you know, to get them down or get our cats down from the table or okay, to quit, sure. you know, stop yeah, scratching the thing. just stays on the table. Yeah. Um, you know, I bought this thing over the summer that's like a Glade scented plug-in, but it's for cat pheromones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have that. That's great. It's really that's great. Helpful. That's helpful. Oh, yeah. That is helpful. Totally. Um, I should pick a color and start actually making a deck here. Yeah. Um, what What are you thinking in terms of... I've always loved green. Yeah, you nice. know, when I first started playing Pokemon, I was a Bulbasaur guy. Just always loved green. Bulbasaur? Yeah, that's how I got into to Magic, actually. Uh, Pokemon cards were big at my school, except we played a version. The entire school played a version that we all called Street. Um, mm-hmm. And it was... You just took your seven best cards, and you put one down, and you just took turns. And you'd be like, well, I do this attack. And the other person's like, well, I do this attack. And you just did that. That was, that was how we played the Pokemon trading card game. So it didn't matter. All that mattered was, like, the amount of health that a Pokemon card had and the, high, and the, the, the strength of its best attack. That was it. Because there was no energy points or anything like right. that. We just played. You just took your seven best cards. You just put one down. You, you, you just took, and we basically played it like you'd play the video game, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's how you play the video game, right? You have six or seven, and you just take turns picking a move and doing it. So that's like how we played the, the trading card game. And I had a friend uh, who convinced me at the time that magic was going to be, uh, Pokemon was really big, but it was on its way out, and magic was going to take its place. And he convinced me that if, we, if I knew what was good, I should get into it with him now so that we could have a, a leg up on everyone else once they get into it. I, looking back on it, I see that it's just that he had no one to play Magic with, with, and he had really good decks already, and so he just wanted to have someone that he could beat at Magic. Oh, man. So uh, that's what he did to me. Uh, and and um, just as his older brother, and looking back on it again, I, I see did that to him. There was He had a real cycle kind of thing going there. Um, and uh, But that's how I got into it was, you know, through first everyone at my school getting into Pokemon cards. 
Um, and then Pokemon kind of faded away pretty quickly, but yeah, Magic, I stuck with Magic with a, fu- with a few select friends for a while. Um, and uh, yeah, so green, I think, maybe? You're doing green, just pure green? No, you, c- you can't just do one. Yeah. Uh, one's boring, two is good, three is getting a little crazy. Too much. Although then there are those lovely gold cards. It's so fulfilling though when you play that card, yeah. even if it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. In the in terms of the actual game, Crispin, Crispin, you gotta leave that alone. Um, what color are you? What color I think I'm doing blue white. Blue white. That's. That, I feel like that's a real. That's like a protection kind of co- combination. Maybe. Yeah. You're. You know, yeah. You better. I mean, get I don't some know. protection <laughs> from this this fury. You're worried about my. Gazban Org? I don't know. Or Ogre. It's not an org. Org, no. We were holding our own until the Ogre guided us suddenly, uh, guiding us suddenly grinned and turned on our commander. Oh, dear. That's from uh, Ivra Juris' daughter, a Sarpadian mercenary. Oh, wow. That's like a Finnish name. (laughs) Yeah, well, may he rest in peace. Yeah. I'm glad that we could honor him in this way. Um, Kitty. Crispin's up in my shit. Far too tolerant of your your bad behavior. I'm gonna have to put. But if I shut the door, he's just gonna meow. Because I'm a really bad. I'm I'm gonna be such a bad dad. I'm just gonna indulge him. Be like both a helicopter parent and a parent who can't say no. It's gonna be awful. Mm. Or maybe I won't, because they can actually communicate with me in there. And they're uh, and uh, they'll have their own awful fucking things to deal with. Uh Kitties get a pass. Yeah, kid, I I like cats a lot. Me too. Uh, I I'm allergic to them, so <laughs> you know I'm I didn't really have them around in my life, but now I live with two, and I love them deeply. That's I mean that that's proof of love. If you are yeah, allergic. my my sister's husband was the same way when they were not that long into dating. He uh, and they were, but they were living together. She, I mean, so my family we grew up with a lot of cats. So actually, okay. I think everyone in the all of the kids have harbored if not already acted upon their desire to to be a cat owner as an adult um but uh um yeah when she was out once he got a cat and he and he and he got out he did some research on the type of cat that he would be most okay with and he's got some allergy medicine and he had a cat and isn't that like that's love you know that is love that's love yeah your joy is greater than my allergies yes yeah i love that not which isn't to say that like he suffered uh, just as you don't with these cats, I mean, like I'm sure he, he very much loved, fell in love with this cat too. But uh, um, yeah, I don't know. Cats are, uh, they're so weird. They are weird, and they, I don't know. They are their their excrement is super gross. I have less of an issue with it than I do with dogs. Actually. Really? Yeah, because you get to use a scooper. I know, but it just the the it is foul. Oh, I don't know. I mean, Crispin's maybe I just got lucky, but. Yeah, I think I did get lucky, actually, because I recommended the litter that I use to another friend because it's really natural and pretty cheap, and Amazon sells it, and it can deliver to your door, and it and I, and I think it's great. Uh, and I also thought that it was, like, scent trapping because uh, I, I never had a problem. And uh, not so, she told me, <laughs> it, with her experience with her cats. So hmm. maybe I'm just lucky. Maybe he... Uh, Maybe what I'm trying to say is that my cat's poop doesn't smell. I think you are saying that. My cat's poop smells f- the most foul. I'm sorry. Daryl the cat, uh, very stinky poop. checked his diet? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, I might, I have to say, this is a really great deck. Did they ever have these cards? No, what? 
Well, no. What is that? A it's a t- duel? You can choose one of the two to play. That is weird. It's kind of cool. That is this cool. is a green, red, and uh, white deck, mm. which feels like a really great combination of cards. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of gold cards in here. That's, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. I'm going to try and be pretty old school, pretty traditional. I okay. love creatures, so it's going to yeah. be a creature it's forward. It's going to be a creature heavy deck. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's what you do, but. Um, I don't know. I don't really remember. In my college roommate in my freshman year, a little smart guy, he's a. Again, MFA at Brown now in creative writing. He was a Magic the Gathering p- card player in a, like a serious way. Like he okay. would go to tournament. He didn't reveal this to me until second semester, but he would go to tournaments and he would craft these decks that would really try and like exploit again, like exploit the rules in a way that I didn't even know about. Like, um, I guess if you if you're playing, you got to play with sixty cards, right? That's the rule. Right, right. Sixty is your minimum, maybe or sixty is your maximum. I don't maximum. Know. But if you run out of cards, you're out. If you have no more cards in your deck, it prevents stalemates. Yeah. And he would try and create decks that, like, in a single turn, if everything went according to plan, would make you... Because if you, if you draw more than seven cards, if you have more than seven cards in your hand, you have to discard cards. So he would try and create a deck that would make you draw 60 cards in a single turn and, oh, wow. and thereby beat you, you know, without ever damaging you by just... That's so crazy. Just, that's just, just bleeding you yeah. of cards. How clever. Very clever. How I don't yeah it's hard to imagine. Yeah, I mean he. I suppose I mean like that was the internet was around, but it wasn't as big of a thing as it was now. You know, yeah, I don't think like yeah. Reddit was around or anything like that. I bet, I bet that the R slash Magic the Gathering it's like crazy. What the what the like Reddit page for oh, Magic? God. I can't even imagine. I don't really. I only go on Reddit sometimes to the, uh, to the to the professional wrestling. To the nerdy professional wrestling page. Good for you. Um, yeah. yeah it's, what, it's why do you like wrestling so much? Um, well, it's like a. It, it, in, you know, kitty, you gotta stop that. I'm gonna put you in my lap. I'm gonna pet you. And you're not gonna like it. That's torture for you. Um, he's biting my arm for those who aren't here. Um, <laughs> professional wrestling. I. Well, I loved it as a kid. And I have no idea why, but I loved it. Um, it's really affected me in a lot of ways. Like, I think that my perception of male beauty is completely skewed by, by like being so into these like steroidal late '90s professional wrestlers. Mm. And I think steroids were still kind of really on the scene at that oh, point. Yeah. Um, and those guys are just like unhealthy, and a lot of them have you know, since died. But um, I, I got. I don't know what to tell you, Ben. I don't even know where to start. I, especially in part because I don't know how to say these things without sounding like a complete motherfucker. But just, just um, you know, just go for I it. I really like, st- like storytelling tropes. Okay. So, back in college, um, I also like weird subgenres. Okay. Um, and in in very like genuine, sincere ways, like in a very unironic. Like I had a club at my high school where we'd watch '70s Hong Kong kung fu movies. And it was a big hit. Yeah. And and uh, and those were and they were like all my personal library. Like I had a busboying job, and I would just spend that money on used DVDs on Amazon to get like uh, Legend of the or well, uh, there's like the Flying Guillotine or um, I mean, there's I don't even remember what they're called a lot of them now. But I was super into it. I was mm. like, this is the thing that I'm going to get really into at this moment. Um, and they're all every all of these things are like slightly off center and nerdy and um, but I always try to find I don't know for whatever reason I'm just drawn to them I guess this is also a violent one like wrestling but I but again I liked it for 
the choreography, like for the storytelling beats, for identifying the sort of like superstructure of a kung fu movie and the quirks about the fact that a lot of these 70s ones end as soon as the good guy kills the bad guy, it's over. Like that is the conflict <laughs> resolution, no matter like how dubious means uh, he uses to defeat him because there are some of them where he's practically the bad guy by the end. Like yeah. the way that he's had to overcome this clearly a superior foe like involves like some pretty like heelish stuff. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, the ends justify the means roll credits you know and I just found that super fascinating there is something unbelievably satisfying about like a recognizable story like there's something that that like you can just sort of like I don't know it makes you feel grounded like thinking about like classical music or something like that that yeah something that you can predict a pattern makes you feel really good yeah and and for me and I, I you know what I found with a lot of these kinds of storytelling art forms is the more I learn about how they're done, the more I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. It never really took me out of being able to. I know some people say, like, oh, I don't want to know how it's made because then I can't enjoy it. No, for me, it's like, I just, I just, it, like, I don't know. I, I, I rarely, and I guess this is always the kind of work I'm trying to make, too. I don't know if everyone's like this or not in the way that they approach things, but um, rarely does sort of engaging on some sort of distanced intellectual level, you know, while I'm watching something, thinking about how it's being made, Rarely ever does that does that like diminish my ability to enjoy it from a narrative perspective yeah. or from a storytelling perspective, and uh, and yeah, and that's the, and you know looking at it now and like what I try to make on 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 a camera or on a you know, on a, you know theater, uh, it's definitely in that vein. This idea that like it's so so fun to get to make uh, a show, for example, where like as the audience has is like forced to acknowledge how how much time and effort and creativity and you know. Uh, sweat went into making it mm. and somehow that heightens your enjoyment of mm. the story it doesn't it's not one or the other it's not this sort of like Brecht versus I don't know like Stanislavski like it's either super realistic or it's like super distanced or that's really um, interesting uh, you know because I feel like you, you read these I mean first of all these fucking theater books like I don't know if it's an insecurity about the like academic field but like every single one of them goes you know since Plato and Aristotle this you know, they always go back to Plato and Aristotle, and Aristotle's all about like immersion, and and I'm, I'm butchering, I'm paraphrasing here, but you know, he, he he's identified as the, you know, I, I, and again, I think it's like because our culture gives value to Greek philosophers, and so if you can relate what you want to talk to back to the Greek philosophers, then surely what you want to talk about has value. Um, right, right. So they all are like, you know, Aristotle says, you know, uh, immersion and like storytelling for, you know, to really engage with it, and you know, like the characters. You know, you treat them like you're re- like they're really there, and Plato says, you know, none of that. Like, recognize this entirely as illusion. You know, the shadow in the cave and all this stuff. Um, and then you can trace that all the way through theater traditions throughout history, especially at least like Western European theater traditions. And um, I don't buy it. I just don't buy it. I just don't think that they're mutually exclusive. I just think that I think that the best work, or at least my favorite work, is work where I am blown away by the creativity and effort that went into making it and and also the show and also the experience of like the story and the storytelling i think that they're they don't, they don't have to be mutually exclusive that's really you know? really lovely and, thank you and good to know um, i mean it's one of the reasons i think i was drawn to puppetry because you can't not acknowledge that these things are not alive right you know that they're coming that they're that they're being uh i mean they're not being i don't like the phrase brought to life because they're, they're being like 
they're just being or, or animated even I, I mean like they're, they're just they're, they're moving in a way that helps you think that they're alive you know yeah um, they're they're being someone's driving them someone's yeah. performing yeah them, and, someone's... and that someone's there you know and even if you don't see that person you also know that this is a puppet right yeah you yeah, know and yeah. and so on some level it's never going to go away I think as the viewer I mean if it completely goes away then you're into like ETA Hoffman's like the Sandman right where the guy like just like literally throws himself off of a balcony and commits suicide after he discovers that the doll that he thought was a woman that he was falling in love with is actually a doll right I mean yeah. it's, it's, it's a betrayal of the first order that is like too much to handle but I don't think that happens very much truly you know uh, in, 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 in I mean it's in real life uh, with puppets I think that you you, you know it's, it's not alive and, and if you engage with it you engage with it all the more because you know it's not alive um I just think that this idea of like uh, being forced to reckon with the artifice mm. is really yeah. fascinating. Like, I, yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. Very exciting. I, I think it's I think it's more relevant in in a way. Also, I mean, I mean, fuck me for saying this, but you know, in this day and age with technology, but but truly, I, I feel like um, I feel like I don't think this is at all a revolutionary thing to say but naturalism is an artificial style as much as any other style it's just that one of the fundamental phenomenological like you know units of naturalistic performance is hiding the fact that it's artificial right you know uh but it's practiced it's rehearsed as much as anything else and and i think that we could all do to keep that in mind more when we're on Facebook, for example, mm. you know that that like as as we're able to make closer and closer digital, you know, characters of ourselves mm -hmm. that you know that exist in this other world, you know, like the person who looks great in every photograph, you know, maybe they're just super photogenic, or maybe they fucking practice in front of the mirror, you know, and, and maybe the person who doesn't look good at all in the photograph is the one who looks bad because they like they're being they're actually being most natural, yeah. you know, in the photo. Oh. But then they look the most artificial, or they they look the worst, at least you know. That is, um, that's really nice. I, I, I that's I think it's true. I, I mean, I, 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 I think, think you're it's right. true. I think you're right. And maybe I think it's true, and maybe I'm biased because I feel like I've always had to rehearse to be good at stuff. You know, yeah. um, I haven't always trusted you know my my own just abilities on their own. But um, so, like when I when I teach physical theater, for example, sometimes I like to show this clip from uh, a, du a, 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 a duo dance piece by these two dancers who I adore, um, Akram Khan, who's a, a British Bangladeshi uh, dancer, who's actually going to be a band yeah, in the spring, which yeah. is super exciting. Yeah. He doesn't, I don't think either of these guys get to America very much. I didn't, I didn't learn about them until I was living in Europe, but mm -hmm. Akram Khan and then a guy named Sidi Larby, Sherkoi, uh, I think is how you pronounce his last name, he's, uh, he's a Belgian, I think. Um, I could be wrong about that, though. And they have a they have a, 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 a duet, and there's a moment there's a part of the duet when they perform some of the best naturalistic storytelling acting I've I've ever seen. Uh, it's a it's a person that I assume maybe they interviewed and filmed, and they just sort of treated everything about it as choreography and memorized it down to uh, vocal inflections and like tooth sucking and and taking breaths and head tilts as you're thinking. Um, of this of this guy, this Bangladeshi guy talking about, or this British citizen who is Bangladeshi talking about going back to Bangladesh and handing over his British passport 
uh, and watching this uh, red passport in this sea of green passports in this kind of chaotic mm. moment. And, um, and they tell this story side by side. And if you were to watch any, either of them alone, you could easily think that they were just improvising this or they were telling you a, a true story from their own life. But the sh the, all he had to do was b make symmetry, put them side by side, and make them do it. The and artifice it, is completely... It completely... The juxtaposition between the, the artifice that's just very casually existing by the two people sitting side by side at, with the, like, superbly performed naturalism wow. is just... I show it to high schoolers often mm -hmm. uh, to try and get them on board, you know, like like aspiring actors who uh, who have to take a movement class, right. you know, to try and get them on board with this idea that we can treat our bodies with the same kind of rigor and precision that we would treat a musical instrument, that we would treat a monologue, that we would treat anything else as a performer, that we can bring intention and, you know, isolation and focus to our body. Um, that's, it, it's a pretty effective way to get them to buy in on that idea. Because uh, it's really fucking cool, That's uh, the so video, great. Yeah. and then and then it's also like so on some level. Hopefully, it's like I want to learn to do that, uh, and then it's also like oh, I see, I see what. I mean, that's the great thing about theater in general, right? Is it's like it doesn't matter how beautifully you talk about something if you can't see it, if you can't experience it, then it's worth jack shit. Right, and and all art needs an yeah. audience. Yeah, to be meaningful, to, to, to matter. Yeah, in some way, I would say. I'd say all. I, I mean, I, I definitely know that I take personal meaning, uh, you know, and, and worth certainly. Out, of, out of something. Certainly. But, but that's not the only level of meaning. No. I mean, it, it's the beginning, you know. I mean, I, 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 am a, I, I just got cast in a friend show that I'm really thrilled about because I love him. And, um, and I'd seen a little, I've heard about it from him for a while, but it's a dance acro theater piece. Oh. And, um, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm super thrilled. We started rehearsals. Um, I have all the hopes in the world that it's a great piece but when I said yes I had no idea I, I still don't know if it's actually going to be good one of the main reasons I'm super excited to do it is because I feel like I'm out of shape yeah. and uh, and I like getting back into shape through art uh, oh, man. and to do that with, with caring friends too it's just like that's enough for me right now if it can also become a great show well, that's that's like that's gravy, you know. Yeah. But but for me, and, and I don't I don't mean to, and I, and I and I hope if this friend were to hear that I say this, I hope he wouldn't be insulted because I don't mean this at all as an insult that I that I joined in part like no. not because I believe in the work because I completely believe in him and I and I really hope to do what I can to fulfill his vision, you know. Yeah. But but why are we doing anything ever? Like mm -hmm. it's for our own gains and Hopefully. like and what a beautiful I mean I don't know what a beautiful thing that you turn to art to heal you to improve you. It's it's the only it's. The the best way I've ever found to do it, and uh, and it, and until it stops, I'll you know well at that point I'll reassess things, but um, it it it's like I'm lazy, and I don't like to be always. It's it's exhausting to be a good person, right? Uh, it's, it's, it yeah, can be. I guess. So. And, I mean, I guess that's a broad statement, but like, it can be tiring to be always thoughtful and always really listening to other people, and always attentive, you know? Yeah. And and focused and, and in some ways more invested in what your scene partner is saying than in what you're going to say in response. And, but if you want to be good in the theater, you got to do these things. And I, I think at least. And so for me, you know, working in the theater is as much a selfish way for me to continually force myself to practice being like a good citizen of the world as anything else, you know, um, I've completely stopped looking at magic cards. I'm just, no, I mean, I'm you're just, just yeah. filling us with beautiful, 
beautiful wisdom. Sam, I tell you what, I'm gonna what? I'm gonna run to the the ladies' room. Do that. And uh, oh, I'd love to do that too. Let me yeah. Go first. Yeah, yeah, and then maybe uh, how, do you, what, how, how what much? What happens now? Do we press pause? Yeah, we'll probably press okay. pause. And um, yeah, how are you? How is your uh, how's your deck? How's my, my? I'm just fucking holding green cards, flipping through them. How much? Do All you, right, you know what I'm gonna do? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just while you're in the bathroom, uh-huh. I'm just gonna start looking through cards. If they look good, I'm gonna put them on the floor. Magic. The gathering card building, deck building, can take a long time. I know. I, I mean, we're, these but are going to be slightly sloppy decks, but we're oh, okay. Oh, absolutely. I I think I'm ready to go. Oh, I'm, oh fuck. I'm ready. Oh so, shit. So All right. Just, okay. Uh, hold on. Let yeah, me. Yeah, I just want to light me. that fire under your ass. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. Uh, All right, go this go. is some Lothlorien. This is the Enya. I just want oh, to also point that out that wanted. like when I when I was in fourth grade, at the height of my Magic the Gathering. Uh, playing, I don't know where I. I thought I had a Shivan Dragon, like that was the greatest, greatest card Somewhere. I had. Is it a blue card? No, it's a white. It's a, a red card. Oh, what do you know? I love Shivan Dragon, but yeah, I'm I would not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid no, to admit it. No, God, no. Um, but yeah, I would listen to Enya mm-hmm. and uh, sort my cards. And I, I used to have those and like huge plastic, like big yeah. plastic protectors, and yeah, yeah, that yeah. I would put them on my deck, and I would like play with these. Nice. It was it was ridiculous. I have a similar. I mean, I it was fifth grade for me, not for. Uh, I guess that was when I was doing magic as well. But so it's like this. You know, we're not the same age, but I think in our lifespan, it's the same sort of maybe, moment. Maybe maybe uh, maybe that's when most people are, are first drawn to something like magic. Yeah. Um, my fifth grade teacher had been my kindergarten teacher. They needed someone to jump up and fill in. Okay. Um, and she was really a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. And they put us in a portable classroom as well, so we were isolated from the other fifth grade teachers who were predominantly fifth grade or teachers and so we'd have like read aloud and um had a pretty kindergarten structured fifth grade it was great <laughs> it was great <laughs> but the number of red wall books that i oh. read listening to oh. enya in oh. that classroom oh my god and red, red wall is like totally in the oh, same god. milieu as uh, as magic as magic absolutely yeah beautiful like night mice mm-hmm Killing the vermin with and delicious in the, that I, abbey. And I think Enya is in that same milieu as well. Maybe if she's singing in the Lord of the Rings sound, because the Lord of the Rings, I mean, that's Magic. the same. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. yeah, we're in the same. Yeah, I mean, throw D and D in there, and it's just like yeah. I never, I never, yeah, I never big, either. Uh, yeah. Little after college, but I, oh, really? I tried with a friend once. I was yeah, just like, it's well, a lot of work. Why don't we go play Magic? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Uh, see you soon. Uh, when we come back, the tournament begins. We're back. Hello. What 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 are you working with there, um, Goldie? It's an all red deck. It's okay. a goblin deck. Uh huh. Um, it's an old deck. I didn't. We can't be here all night. I was, I was gonna so you just long. went for it, and I. So it's I sixty cards. Thing. I think it's sixty. It could be more. Is yours sixty exactly? I think so. Should I count mine? It yeah. Let's be, let's just count. Let's might just be more. Let's just make everyone listen to us count. <laughs> Six. <laughs> I lost count. Forty. <laughs> oh shit. Fifty. Fifty-one. Fifty-two. Fifty-three. Fifty-four. Fifty-five. Fifty-six. Fifty-seven. Fifty-nine. Holy shit! Sixty. Nice. All right. Who knew I was such a rule follower back then? 
what I'm excited about by playing a deck I haven't, you know, by just playing this deck, is that I have no idea what's in it. Uh, so it'll be a nice surprise. I don't even know. I trust you. All right, it's gonna be fine. I, I did. I, I think I, I counted earlier. I'm having trouble. What a great sound effect that is. Yeah. Hard shuffling. Yeah, I would have never done that when I was young. Like bent the cards because <laughs> they all, Collector you know, bin. these all have value. Yeah, I mean, I was blown away. Uh, it was liberating to hear, but I was blown away when I sent you a message before this. And I was like, Ben, should we? We can't, what happens if our cards get mixed up? And you were just like, fuck the cards. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I, I like, don't. Oh my god. Yeah. I think I would care. No. Um, you can tell these were from the early days when there's a card that's just called Giant Shark. Giant Shark's a good card, yeah. sort of. You, you need a... You need, I need you to have islands, but... Yeah. Does he eat them? No, I don't know. He, okay. he uh, if there's like a damaged creature, okay. he gets some power. I should move, sorry. Move my mic closer. Uh, I had to adjust to make space for us to play a game. Yeah. Um, so what's new? What's new in your life? Oh, Sam. That's the new apartment. It's really good. It's coming together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I tell you what's new. I, I'm really, you know, I've been, this the last Cozy Zone I did with my friend Anna Dresden, I'm really making some oaths to, like, get to some stand-up comedy open mics. Oh, cool. Yeah. So oh, that's I'd love like, to see you do that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's in the in the works um yeah just a lot of like a lot of crisis you know feeling a lot of crisis really? oh yeah um feeling uh i don't know like feeling i i see you i i count you as someone who has a very uh sort of vibrant rich artistic life and uh you know i i want to i want to live that way what hmm. would you find there a moss diamond as you're like bearing um, your soul, and I'm just looking through your magic. That's right. okay. This is this I, is the, this is you, the fun dichotomy. I, I hear you on that front. Um, I've had a good like six months here. Things really. I mean, it's coming. It's slowing down. November is the last of the of the six. I mean, I'm slowly picking up new stuff. But yeah, I mean, I mean, it ebbs and flows. But you're you're, you're catching me at a particularly good time. Yeah, I, but I, I uh, but whenever we've spoken, I mean, your your whole you know you you have a good track record. You you're solid, and I'm not I'm not uh, by no means do I assume that you don't feel fear and angst and yeah. you know all these things. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I just I know, I at this moment I I am in a lot of, like it's sort of there's a there's an exciting time of transition and, yeah. and hopefulness mm. but there's a lot of fear and angst uh, that is very well how would how would we exist without this combination <sighs> yeah no i mean i exactly uh, you know i you actually answered a question that i wanted to ask that, that that i didn't ask it's just like why do we why do we create Why do we do work? this? And like you were talking about like, well, I turned to art to nourish myself, to oh. fill all these needs. And mm-hmm. I mean, I think if you had just straightforwardly asked me why, why do you or why do we do that, I, uh, I, maybe I would have given that answer, but I would have qualified it with like other less lofty answers like, you know, to feel good about myself or, you know, like 
but I mean, there's yeah. a lot of things at play. That, I, I don't think that one negates the other Should in I any cut way. Your... Oh, is that was that what I was trying yeah. to remember? So we cut, yeah, we cut, and then the cost of the card is whoever goes first. Is yeah. That? Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Now oh. you cut it. Okay. Oh, and then you do that one. Okay. Right. Right. And then. Oh, oh, that's it. Oh yeah. And, well, how do we just? We want you just go first. Go first. I have. You don't want to do the cost. Oh, and then I see. Um, right, it's a land, right, right, so, right, so I go, you first. go first. Okay. Seven cards, right? Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like, uh, I spent four-ish years. Wow. This is a remarkable hand I'm dealing I'm being dealt myself. Um, you're going to win, I think. Um, maybe. I spent, I spent four years studying a particular form of physical theater called corporeal mind. Yes. It became very meaningful to me. And I love to tell its origin story to... Um, I just cast Miracle Worker. Okay. Uh, you can tap Miracle Worker, which a tap, for those of you who don't know, is to turn a card <laughs> on its side. It's to use it, and you can only use it once per turn. Right. A destroy target enchantment card on a creature you control. Okay. But That's can you also like attack with them? What is, is it a creature? It's a 1-1. One, one. Okay. It's interesting that you put your, your, your mana out and your creatures by your deck. Because I put my mana along the deck and my creatures the other side. Oh, interesting. And I'm going to do that. Interesting. Maybe I should... Well, you know, you do you. You do you, man. Yeah, maybe... Most California thing yeah. I could say. Interesting. All right. Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll try it your way. All right. Well, I have nothing but mana oh, shit, and cards draw. that cost at minimum of six to play. So, <laughs> like I said, you're probably going to win. Um, it's your turn. Great. Okay. Um, well, the story I like to tell about Etienne de Cruz, this guy who created Corporeal yeah, Mind... And you worked with him? Um, no, I did not work oh, with him. Oh, I worked oh. with a student of his oh. um, who worked with him for a long time. I see. But, uh, you know, the crew and corporeal mind more broadly became this very meaningful thing for me, both in terms of learning how to move and inhabit space in my own body and then also, you know, changing. I'm going to attack. Okay, with I'm down to 19. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, in, in terms of thinking about what is meaningful to me, both in art and the world and all of that. And... Um, Decrue, you can you can you can trace all of those your turn uh, lofty things you know if you want to Decrue's origins in the form, but you can also trace the fact that he enrolled in theater school because eighteen yeah all right he enrolled in theater school Jacques Capot school in the early twentieth century um, he was a provincial Frenchman uh, semi-educated worked as like a stonemason, mm-hmm. uh, wanted to get into politics, was terribly embarrassed by his uh, uh, provincial accent. Mm. So he enrolled in theater school to, to correct his accent so he could get better as a public speaker to be a politician. Uh, he also had a big nose that he didn't like, mm. and he was really buff because he'd been working as like a mason yeah. worker. And he walked by a classroom uh, and saw people inside, and they were wearing next to nothing, uh, and their faces were covered in cloth. And they didn't speak, uh, and uh, and that class was called Corporeal Mime with a lowercase C, and he was like, "Well, fuck yeah, I want to get on this." You know, it's like oh it's like you mean I can show off how buff I am, and and I don't speak, and no one can see my giant honking nose. Oh my god! You know, and and I feel like that should be considered as much of the legi- of the legitimate origin stories of this Holy what shit. some people find to be very profound art form as any other sort of like highfalutin you know, like artistic pursuit. I, I don't, again, I don't see these being in conflict with one another. I think that it's just actually acknowledging the, uh, the sort of like rich and, you know, 
sour things. You we know, just, we, I mean, we, it's it says to me that we really need to mountain. be, uh, you know, conscious of our hang-ups. Mm, and, mm. like, our hang-ups can change the course of cultural history. Wow. Sure, that's big, yeah. Well, I mean, right? Because yeah. it was just like, I, oh, my, my nose is uh, too big. It's and a spot-on Etienne de Crew accent. It's no, remarkable. Well, not, it's uh, not... Maybe the provincial twang. Is That's true. I mean, well, you know, with some time. Yeah. You can see him. He's in, uh, have you ever seen Les Enfants du Paradis, the, the Children of Paradise? Yeah. Uh, he plays the father in that. Oh. And Jean-Louis Barreau, who's another brilliant, brilliant mind, plays um, the, 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 is his name Gaspar? I think. Uh, anyway. Uh, anyway. Your turn. Um, I just played a third mountain, for those of you keeping track. Right. I've played nothing yet, uh, except for mana. And I'm down to 18 life. Good Ben yeah, Weber at twenty. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm I'm land poor right dun, now. Dun, dun. You, you want to trade? <laughs> no. A mountain for a no useless creature. Uh, can, you you can have a lot of cards in your hand, right? Do you mm, have to. You no, have, you if you have eight, you got to discard. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Or at least that's how I remember. Ooh, this card used to scare me. Oh terror. terror? I mean yeah. aptly named. Yeah. Um, uh, it, yeah. I guess maybe you can. So you have to have. Yeah, that makes sense. I think you have to have... I have seven. Seven. Okay. Uh, yeah, 17. 17. When I was applying for the Watson, I had to uh, write a couple essays. And I had found this quotation by uh, theater maker, Italian theater maker, Eugenio Barba. Um, oh, yeah. You, are you familiar with Eugenio yeah. Barba? Yeah. He's got, that, uh, he's got a couple brilliant books, like uh, The Paper Canoe is really... Um, phenomenal to me, and uh, di- the Dictionary of Theater Anthropology is this like oh, shit. Yeah. super cool. Yeah, uh, he has a quotation from something I don't even know from where. It basically he he, use, he says that the at the origins of all uh, of just about every artistic endeavor is a wound, um, mm. and this like precedes all like aesthetic. Uh, oh, that's okay. Kitty sometimes stands on. He knows that if he stands on the computer, it's another way to get my attention because he's he's literally putting himself between me and the. And the thing I, I actually want to be looking at. But did he stomp at. the tune? I think he may have accidentally pressed backspace and uh, ended our Lord of the Rings. Well, when he steps off the computer, I'll, all right. Yeah, um, I'm butchering this quotation, but the gist of it is that, yeah, at the origins of every artistic endeavor is like a wound. Um, that can mean a lot of different things, but that precedes um, like a personal sort of something internal that's wounded, and that precedes any sort of like moral or ethics or aesthetic. Um, and what we're doing when we're making the work is returning to this wound. Uh, sometimes it's scarred over, and you're just feeling the contours of it. Sometimes it's scabbing, and you pull it off. Sometimes it's still really fresh. Oof. But like that's kind of that's kind of at the true, real heart of um, of what we're doing. Um, what did what did what is happening? Um, Kitty. Uh, not only press backwards, but then managed to uh, press click it on another thing because his paws are touch sensitive to uh. the computer screen, and it loaded another different YouTube file that's three and a half hours long of Lord of the Rings soundtrack, but it had a commercial that played first, so we're back on track. Great. Um, but I, I tell that story both because I think it's beautiful and because so when I was applying for the Watson, I really was into this quotation, and so I started my entire. Oh, God damn it, cat! All right, you know what? He's just to gonna, move him. No, You're the boss. You're the boss. Oh, shit. He really pushes you around. Yeah, he pushes me around. It's one of my wounds. Yeah, returning to it. Yeah. Oh, hey, no. Hey, that's too much. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what the fuck. Um, 
So I was really into this quotation, another mountain, fuck you, your turn. And, uh, and so I made it the, really like the heart of my first essay, Wait, my uh, personal statement essay. Is, is, uh, what? Never mind. Was that, was is gonna, it a magic question? Yeah. Well, I wanted to do, I wanted to do something, but it, it's too late. Okay. Um, and so I, oh, I like made the entirety of it about this idea of like having a wound, you know, and like returning to that wound and. I, I zeroed in for whatever reason on the fact that I have really long arms and then really unco- that I used to be very uncomfortable. Uh, like un- like uh, my arm, my wingspan is like a gorilla's, which is to say that it's like longer than, than you, you are, are tall. tall. Yeah. Um, it's by a good like two to three inches. Um, 16. 16. Okay. And um, yeah, I just keep drawing fucking mountains. It's your turn. Um, yeah. And so I made, I wrote all about this and, you know, my exploration and it was just so fucking awful. I kept it for like 13 drafts. I wrote the, I, wrote, I wrote so many drafts of this application, and uh, and I remember meeting some people. I gained five life. I'm at 25. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, I remember meeting. Oh, uh, 15. 15. Okay. Uh, I remember meeting some people who uh, who read my essay to give me some uh, some like feedback, and they were all just like, "You are not at all the person that you're portraying by focusing on this like." wound imagery and this artist returning to a wound you know and for me when i read that i immediately thought of like the etienne de Cruz stuff it's like it's about insecurity yeah maybe unsettled that's that's who, all who was telling you that like this isn't like we don't see you as that wound guy well pomona does a good job of taking care of you if they think you really have a shot at getting a grad they actually have a graduate fellowship office so i credit them i was flagged during my sophomore year at pomona say to say they said hey heard great things about you from some of your professors you got a good gpa if you're interested in applying for graduate fellowships we'd love to you know just have you in and tell you about them just so you can start thinking about that as an idea wow. so I, I i love it when people tell me i'm i'm an impressive person so yeah. of course i went in yeah and um oh, thank god finally all right tap three mana to play skirk commando two one Whenever Skirt Commando deals combat damage to a player, you may have it deal two damage to target creature that player controls. Holy shit. Yeah, right? Jesus. Am I allowed to attack on no, its first No, summoning turn? sickness, my man. Oh, God, I forgot summoning, about summoning sickness. sickness. That's what I have right now. I have summoning sickness. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah, if only I could give Sudafed to that's, I know. That's a white card Sudafed, no question. <laughs> it's a regenerative card. <laughs> All right, it's uh, your turn. Oh, Jesus, um, this is nasty, this card. Yeah, it's good. It's a good huh. deck. So anyway, so so they so, yeah so these so these people by the time I was applying for the Watson I was well aware of what graduate fellowships were, and uh, it wasn't the only one I was even applying for. And I think this came, I was applying for a different one that was due earlier in the year, like the MacArthur. No, that's of course not the MacArthur, the something. And and they had a peer, they had a group of faculty members who were reading the essay, so they, mm. that's what they told me. Mm. Um, but anyway, I was telling you that because like. Yeah, I like that. It's, I, it's, I think it's beautiful. You got to play with that wound. Yeah, it's like it's all, it's all just, it's all material. But isn't the image of a wounded artist like the most insufferable thing ever? Uh, I mean, maybe it happens though. You know, when you have, a, when you're hurt, you're hurt. Yeah, everyone's wounded. I think that I think the trick is, the the, the trick is, um, I, I think I think maybe where the image of a wounded artist becomes awful is I think what goes along with it is this idea that you're insufferably focused on yourself, mm. you know, and I think that's the part that I see. that people 
uh, latch on to that makes it just like insufferable is this yeah. idea that like I'm going through this and therefore you must listen to me yeah. you know and, and like that's that's you haven't even begun to actually make art at that point you're just you're just shouting from a rooftop mm. you know yeah <laughs> um, like uh, uh, Drew, Drew Drew Peterson yeah a friend of ours just recently told me and a few other people at a theater workshop about a show that a friend of his made in Philly that was a one-on-one show called I don't remember what it was called but uh, it was this girl and uh, she would have you over to her, her house and you would be her boyfriend uh, and the show would end with her dumping you and you would end up back on the front door and the door would slam behind you and then like she'd send you a thank you card with a program thing through the uh, oh mail slide but it was it was based on a breakup that she'd gone through Jesus Christ isn't that amazing that's so intense yeah. I I, I I, I that could go. I mean, like that's a, that's kind of a cool description of a show, but you could, I could picture so many different versions of that show oh, just yeah. with, on that alone. Yeah, God damn. But I'd like to believe that that's an example of someone taking their wound and making art with it. Yeah, you know, and, I mean, and, and trying absolutely. to really honestly dive into it and not just bear it for the world to see. Right. You know? I like um, the image of of running your your finger over the scar. Yeah, I, I like this word wound. I heard. Um, I heard another person describe working wound. Uh, wound. It's the same word, isn't it? Yeah. It's the same spelling, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else who studied at the Lecoq School described working with Lecoq as uh, just having wounds repeatedly pulled off of you, and it really hurts, but then you feel so much more. Jesus. You know? And um, yeah, again, it's like pretty morose, but it's also like, oh, wow, that's intense. I get that. That's kind of cool. Um, oh, man. <laughs> is it your turn or is it my turn? Speaking it's of your wounding, turn, your okay. turn, man. All right, I untap OC. So you're smart. So you're 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 intelligent, magic player. You chose not to attack me because you recognize that you need that card to defend against my card. Otherwise, I'd kill it. Yeah. By hurting you. Yeah. Uh, all right, I'm going to play a seventh. Um, and now I'm going to do something that's just going to cripple you. Y- you had your chance. I have a really bad. Uh... Um. Oh God, this is great. God, now this is this deck is gonna get rolling now. Should I play that? No, I'll play it. I'll play it next turn. I'm gonna play. I'm gonna tap two and play Crown of Fury. It's an enchant creature, okay. which gives my creature pl- uh, plus one plus zero and first strike. So mm. now you're dead. What? Whether you defend it or not, what? because if I have first strike, I can. What hurt. does that mean? It means that I get to deal damage to you before you deal damage to me. To this creature. Yeah, so if you're so if I didn't deal enough damage to kill your creature, then your creature can't harm my creature. I see. So you're Is attacking. Is strike not around when you were playing magic? Uh, no. Uh, so you're attacking? Yeah, I'm going to attack you. It's a... Uh, with three. It, he's 3-1. Three, 3-1. One, three, one. Is it trample? No, but you're kind of in a bind because you can defend it and he'll die or you can let it through and then he, and then he gets to deal two damage to any cre- to one creature on your on your side. So yeah, why don't I just defend it and defend die? Defend it and yeah. die. Yeah, you should. I don't care about Miracle Worker. <laughs> Can you say that like you really mean it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about Miracle Worker. Okay, good. Who cares? Great. I'm feeling better now. You on good? Top, yeah, I'm on top of the world. Yeah, t- I'm at 25. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, you're at 15. You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm still feeling okay. Good. Oh. I, could do be- I could be better. I hear that. Yeah, me too. I hear that. <laughs> um, what did you say to me once? And I, I haven't listened to every uh, Cozy Zone, so no, forgive me if you've said this on another episode since fine. you said it to me. But I think you said to me once the project, the whole point of this project was to figure out how to be uh, 
was it not miserable or happy? It was one of those two. Um, but they're similar. Yeah, but they... you know, but there's a you know there's a difference. But it was you know how to be not miserable in this fucking city. Yeah, I yeah, I think said. that yeah. It, it is. Yeah, how to not be miserable in this fucking city. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Great. So we got uh, got my ghost ship. Okay. Uh, ghost ship is a two-four flying creature. Ooh. Um, Ooh, that's good. Three island regenerate. Oh, uh, wow. I don't have three islands in play. I have okay. two islands, and one snow-covered plains and a plains. Okay. All right. Uh, my turn. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. of uh, summoning sickness. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a little. Uh, I. I'm afraid that I. Well, whatever. We'll let live a little. Little, little, little. Oh, these are good cards. This is exciting. Now the deck's going to get up and rolling. Uh, I'm torn with what to do, but I want to do something that's just really going to fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to play. I'm going to tap six and play. Um, oh, oh, this also. Do I want to do this? Uh, yeah, why not? This is the big reset button. Uh, I'm going to tap six and play Wildfire. Okay. Each player sacrifices four lands. Then Wildfire deals four damage to each creature. So, shit. Yeah, we're you know starting over. Did you ever watch Yu-Gi-Oh? Were you too old no, to watch no. that? Yeah, I never watched Yu-Gi-Oh. I feel like what we're doing right now is basically an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh, which is like explaining the rules as the game goes by. <laughs> like I tried to watch that show when I was a kid, and truly, like, it. I don't think there are actual like substantial rules to that show. I think that the rules are made up to fit the drama of each of each episode. Story, uh, you know, story driven rules. Story driven rules. Yeah, it must be are infuriating you, to play though. Are you done? Uh yeah. Am I done? Yeah, I'm done. You sure? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So the great reset. Great. Great. You're thrilled. Um yep, I'm good. Okay. This That's, is there's this no lands. Uh, I'm still at twenty five life. Yeah, I'm 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 feeling vulnerable though. Okay. I have nothing. Well, I on the board. If I had had one more mana, I could have like been no. doing a lot of stuff here. But I can't do much to you either. I'm just going to play the one card I have in my hand that I can play, uh, which I probably put in this deck because it has a goblin in it. Mm-hmm. It, it basically, I can make it expensive for you to block. Uh, creatures can't block this turn unless their controller plays X. Where X is, however much I spend. That's great. That's a nice That's one. A pretty good. War cadence. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. Great. Cool. Oh, Kitty's getting feisty. Oh, okay. Can I? I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. Let him out. I'm gonna draw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Ugh. Don't put your claws in my nice jackets. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm done. I got a. I have a band. I. I don't know. It's not well shuffled. I don't know what the the, the deal is here. I just. Oh, well, I'm frustrated that I don't have. Uh, maybe one of us will lose when we go through sixty cards. Uh, maybe everyone will bear witness to it. Yeah, uh, orally, of course. All right, now, now we're now we're cooking. Oh God, there's a fifth one. Oh God. I'm gonna play a card called Goblin Machinist. Mm-hmm. It's a zero five. So okay. It's like a wall. Okay. Um, if I tap three, I can reveal cards from the top of my library until I find a non-land card, and then he gets additional attack, where that's the it's the total mana cost of that card. Um, and then you just put all the cards on the bottom of your bottom of your deck. That that's uh, kind of yeah, cool, I yeah, guess. Uh, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's good. I think in a go- this is a goblin deck, and I think that in a goblin deck you need a few creatures with defense because they're all like one one, right? Or like five one, right? At best. Yeah. Where are they? I'm are they, waiting for I, them. They, I've got these. The only two I've had so far. It's your turn. All right. 
Ugh. Sucks. <laughs> Alright. Right. kind of a cool looking card, though. That's right? a cool card. It's a great card. Painting. These are all great cards. This is something we, we discussed briefly before we started recording. Yeah. Uh, the life of the uh, Magic the Gathering painter. Oh, yeah. The artist. <laughs> I mean, because these are like... Yeah, so... Are, there's a lot of detail. Really beautiful. Oh, so, yeah, no more music here. So I'm looking at Faye Jones, who did Stasis. Very beautiful. Uh, sort of a unique... Uh, uh, unusual Magic the Gathering card. It's usually <laughs> like some voluptuous... Yeah. Uh, lady. Oh, there's definitely that kind of um, adolescent boy. Oh yeah. What is heavy metal? Isn't that mm-hmm, kind of yeah. mm-hmm. Doug Schuler, Mark Poole, Jim Nelson, Bradley Williams, Jesper Myfors. All listeners of Quentin the podcast, Hoover. so I'm sure they're going to enjoy these shoutouts. I hope so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they've quite stumbled upon the cozy zone. I, did I? Do you know that I'm done? Or are you just sort of? Uh, no. Yeah. I was. I was going to do some things, but I figured I should narrate them, so I was going to oh, wait yeah. for that moment. Yeah. Please. Uh, so I'm going to tap uh, five. I'm so antsy for this. I'm so because you have no lands. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to play Sparksmith. He's just a 1-1 goblin. Mm-hmm. I can tap him to deal X damage to a target creature and X damage to me, where X is the number of goblins in play. So he's a, you know. Why would you, why? It could be great. Say you have like a guy, I, like, I need to get out of the way or something like that. Yeah, but then he hurts you. Well, you know, you got to bleed a little. To, I guess so. You know. And then I tap the other, and then you can use the other three mana to, to do his, like, thing. Nope. You're looking for arc, so so he's gonna he becomes three five for the turn because oh oh cool that's okay. that's what that does. oh that's a cool co- yeah. okay that's so awesome. that I attack you and great so, you so I'm at twenty twenty two that's yeah. over twenty yeah oh is it yeah <laughs> okay that's cool man that's I like that best out of three is that what we're doing yeah all, uh, yeah all on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> I feel like um. I can't tell if this is more interesting or less interesting to a listener. Who knows? Than what we were doing before when we were talking more. Uh, um, we're talking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we're talking a little uh, bit. You done? Just, yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, I'm antsy. I don't know. Yeah, sure, I get it. You got go. Okay, good. You got Here land. Go, yeah. You got any cards that are across one planes? <laughs> <laughs> no. This is a nice drawing. Yeah, who did that one? Uh, Jesper. My Force. My Force. Yeah. This is your favorite artist. Uh, no, I think... Um, no, I don't know who my favorite artist is. I, I probably knew I had one at the time. These look, the, the land ones, they look kind of like when you go to the American Natural History Museum and you go to the dioramas and you know there's those artists that just oh, yeah. paint beautiful no, yeah. scenic dioramas. That's what these are. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Natural History Museum is more or less a Magic the Gathering magic. deck brought to three-dimensionality. Yeah, there are knights, there are... Like skeletons. Yep. Wild animals, mm-hmm. all in terrains. Yeah, you know? the you know the whale. Yeah, is a big good blue card. There's no, there's nothing sci-fi in Magic Gathering. It's all wizardry, isn't it? Yeah, there's like no one has like a ray gun or anything like that. Well, no. I guess some of the heat, goblins. Uh, there's that heat ray. Heat, yeah, I think some of the goblins in that kind of steampunky way. Yeah, they have like steampunk have, technology, yeah. and steam and like electricity, but yeah, yeah, yeah nothing. Yeah. yeah, no, no sci-fi, no spaceships. They're not no space. Keep that out of here. Yeah, we don't want that. Don't want space. I'm. I'm. Don't like that uh, land destruction thing. That was not. Yeah, that I'm was not good s- for I'm me. Sorry. Yeah. Um. Oh, damn! This is a good card. 
God so damn I guess it. this is not just a goblin deck. I know it was really a dick thing to do. Was just it? Completely destroyed your ability to play this I, game. It's fine. It's fine. Um, Tephroderm. Tephroderm. Yeah. Uh-huh. When a creature, whenever a creature deals damage to Tephroderm, Tephroderm deals that much damage to the creature. Whenever a spell deals damage to Tephroderm, Tephroderm deals that much damage to the spell's controller. Nice. So you're gonna have to. You really you have to like feel the burn on that one. Yeah, Tephroderm is is a yeah. is horrible. Yeah, uh, and I guess I'll attack with my one one creature. All right, I'm That's down to twenty one. Yeah, it's down to twenty one. Right. Still above twenty. Tephroderm. Yeah, it's a good card. Very I good. Don't remember ever getting that or putting yeah. it into a thing. Um. Okay, your turn. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mulling over what you said about uh, you see me as someone who has a rich artistic life. Yeah, I, I, it's it's uh, it's reaffirming to say you know you kind of want to feel good about these things without having other people say it to you, but it's it's reaffirming to say that I don't always necessarily feel that. I mean, I don't think any of us can. Like, yeah. any, none of us have the ability. I mean, some of us do, but a lot of the people that I know and speak to have a lot of hang-ups or a lot of trouble sort of giving themselves credit to all the things that Mm, they do mm -hmm, i'm finished mm -hmm. oh it's my turn yeah Yeah, i mean sometimes it gets me into trouble like uh right now i feel like i'm overcommitted in a way that i just like you know you wake up and i mean last week for example it's one of those weeks where i bought groceries on sunday and then realized like as soon as i got home that i already knew i wouldn't be able to be home to cook dinner until next saturday Damn. You know, it was yeah. just like every night was booked yeah. with something. And once or twice it was like, go to see that show. Yeah. But more often it was like rehearsal or meeting or work or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know, and the whole day is just, you leave and then God knows when you'll get home. Yeah. You know, um, cat goes crazy sometimes on those days. I'm he's, sure. He's really a social creature. Yeah. Gets unhappy. Um, okay. I guess I'll put a crown of fury on, uh, on what? What is Crown on, of Fury? On, on, on my Machinist. It's that same thing. It, again, it gives you a plus one in first strike. And, oh. And if I, the other thing is if I sacrifice this card, the creature and every other creature I have with the same creature type all get plus one for one turn. No. So if I put it on Crown a goblin... Of, yeah, and Crown of Fury, I see. Yeah, okay. Okay, Tephroderm. Uh Oh yeah, sorry, buddy. You're going. You're going sub twenty. Yeah, it's okay. I guess uh, fire all cylinders, right? So, one, two, six. Great. All right, I'm down to uh, 15. fifteen. Yeah. Wow, we're right. tied. We're tied. Is that, is that what I meant? I stopped having to care. About uh, that oh, because you have nothing out. What are you reading? Um. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh I'm gonna cast uh, eye for an eye. Okay. Oh boy. Um, that sounds bad for you, me. You may cast eye for an eye only when a creature spell or effect deals damage to you. Eye for an eye deals an equal amount of damage to the controller of that creature's spell or effect. If another spell or effect reduces the amount of damage you receive, it does not reduce the damage dealt oh, by man. eye for an eye. So I think I'm gonna focus on now is this an enchant creature? No, it's a just an instant. Oh, okay. So I'm just the one time. Yeah. One time deal. So you cast it like when I attacked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I'm gonna use it on the Tephroderm. Why not? Of course. Um. um so and it deals it to me, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm down to 
11. Yeah. Are you happy now? Oh, yeah. So I think technically, if that was an instant, now it's your turn. Because I think technically you... you That's that right. Means, yeah, great. So now you get to untap and That's know right. That. Good. That's right. Good. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I fucking know that. Uh, yeah, just playing with so the that rules was here. That's the uh, in whole purpose of what I did. Don't yeah, that's ask. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's nothing I can do. Okay, great. Well, you might lose in a turn or two. I, I'm sure I will. I have, uh, if I get one more mountain, you're in trouble. Okay. <laughs> uh, I will not be this turn, though. I'm going to tap just one for a Skirk Prospector. Oh, Jesus. I'm not a little goblin, a little 1-1 one, one guy. I can sacrifice him to add one mountain to my... My pool. I'm, that means I'm in trouble, maybe. Mm, uh, oh yeah, I guess it could mean that, but uh, not yet, not necessarily yet. Okay. I guess then I'll use three to do the uh, the old uh, another Skirk Prospector. All right, so he's now two one or two five. For okay, turn. two five, great. So what? One, three, seven, down to eight. Okay. Yeah, thank you're you. you're gonna die next turn. Sorry. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is really. I'm. I'm really. Uh, fuck me. Yeah. Fuck. No. Don't. 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 How many mana did you put in that deck? Uh, I think twenty. I, you gotta I, go with like twenty. I did do twenty. Good. You want like a third of your deck? I did mana. do twenty. Good. Where the hell is it? I don't know. It's Maybe not shuffle here. Better maybe. Yeah. I guess so. Hmm. Uh. I guess. Uh. What do I want to do? I think. I guess it was this guy. You sacrificed a card. Yeah. I guess it didn't matter really. I'm gonna beat your ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, um, oh, cool. That's a neat. At least you get to see another cool card. Oh, my God. This sucks. Oh, my God. I hate losing. This is such an absurd card. All right, I'm going to tap five mm -hmm. to play Menacing Ogre. Okay. Uh, he's 3-3, three, three, Trample, and Haste. Haste? Yeah, he's not affected by summoning sickness. Oh, fuck. He can attack on the first turn. Holy shit. When Menacing Ogre comes into play, each player secretly chooses a number. Okay. Then those numbers are revealed. Each player with the highest number loses that much life. If you are one of those players, put two plus one plus one counters on Menacing Ogre. What? No. Hold on. What? Uh, so, basically, we all pick a number. Okay. <laughs> if your number is higher than mine, then uh, you lose that much life. And he's 3-3. Three, three. If my number's higher, then I lose that much life, and he's 5-5. Five, five. This is dumb. This is, this so, is so dumb. dumb. I know. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> <laughs> let me think of a number. <laughs> yeah, I picked a number. Okay. Did you too? Yeah. All right, one, two, three, two. One. <laughs> I knew that would happen. <laughs> All right, so I'm down to nine life, and I'm going to attack you with five, oh, six, seven, God. eight. I'm dead. 9, 10, I'm 11, dead. 12. I'm dead. I'm negative. Yeah. Negative. Negative. Five. I had another wildfire in my hand. Oh, God. What a fucking dick I am. All right. All right. Let's play again. Yeah. Let's play again. Yeah. What's, where, what's going on? I don't know. I'm gonna have, my can, land. I, can I use a different deck? Do you mind? Ugh. Yeah, it's fine. Just to be surprised. Where's your mana? I don't know. I think it's in here. Damn it. A question for the centuries. Where is your mana? I remember once my dad tried to bond with me by asking to play magic. He asked me to explain to him the rules of magic. Yeah. Boy, that that, that did not go well. No, I like, yeah. Well, if you have trample, then you can do the blah blah blah. But if you have haste, yeah. I mean, it is a really red. hard game to explain. Oh my explain. god, it's, it's a so the barrier hard. to entry if you don't know what you're oh. doing. How do we ever start? I don't know. I mean, I went to a birthday party that really? I felt really uncomfortable at, <laughs> and like I didn't know, like I couldn't even tell, like 
what colors the cards right, were. Like, right. looking at them, I was like, I don't, like, sure. Oh. Like, okay, yes, it's blue, but, like, if you don't know what you're looking for, no. you can't see it. Yeah, it's absolutely true. If you're colorblind, you can't see it either. Right, but that wasn't the issue. <laughs> it was just my, you know, failure to understand. Yeah, I, it's, it's, it's remarkable. I don't know if this is, is this a gender thing? It's remarkable to me what young boys can obsess over. I think it's everybody. Think I think everybody? everybody can obsess over weird shit. Yeah. Um, but young boys. So the like thing, the thing about ships, dinosaur facts. Yeah. You know, the thing about boys is yeah, that they are. You know, the the world is designed for them to thrive in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Absolutely. They're, they're, everyone is saying, "Go run." Whatever you say is brilliant. Yeah. You know, especially and, if you're white. Oh yeah. That much more oh, brilliant. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So. Um, so we had a good childhood, huh? Yeah, huh? yeah, no, certainly did. Yeah, yeah. my God, yeah. privilege, um, a boon. Yeah, what what privilege do you enjoy <laughs> are we the pri- most? Are we a privilege off. Yeah, what, what? No, just what is your like? What what, what privilege do, like, do you enjoy? Today, even today, like, well, like what what? It's like I enjoy looking back. I I can't think of a moment in my life. I'm sure they existed, but by the time I was like fully aware and conscious of these things. I was already pretty sure I was going to be somebody. I didn't know who that person would be, but I felt like I was going to matter in some way. Okay. What privilege is that? That's not privilege. I think that's the privilege of being a white, straight boy, don't you? I Well, but maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just my parents or my DNA. Well, all right, but so, all the, right, so, so there's... I'll pick a different one. I'll pick a different A different else. deck or a different no, privilege? No, well, both, maybe. Um, I, I, this is why that card is so meaningful to me. Oh. Pulled out my Urza's Legacy. Simeon. Simeon. Uh, Grunt. Oh, this is exciting. This is a green and white deck. Oh, great. Is this, is this the same size as your deck? It feels like that's bigger than this. It's, it's fine. Size, yeah, it's size. fine. All right. Cut, cut the deck, please. Let me shuffle mine first. Okay. Um, so I, male I, privilege. What's my... Right? White pr- privilege. White privilege. I mean, I don't Cis know. privilege. So many things. Um, so many things. Class privilege? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, to some yeah. degree. Yeah, I mean that, that yeah. one's hard to talk about. I think it's it's kind of the hardest. That's the hardest well, it's, one. To talk well, about. it's hard to talk about if you had privilege, or or it, it's like a, you know, uh, yeah, well, right. I mean, it's not cool to be like wealthy. No, it's not cool to be wealthy. We Unle- or like we did not. I, I did not have a exceedingly difficult childhood. Yeah, uh, I think because for seven through twelve, I was at a private school with abnormally wealthy people yeah. uh i didn't feel <laughs> like i was uh, uh well actually honestly i i did even back then i i recognized the way that i liked the way my family handled money bet more than the way that these other people did mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. than a lot of them in terms of like yeah i don't know valuing experiences necessarily over things yeah. and stuff like that but uh oh but yeah so but no no doubt i mean no doubt it wasn't like I mean, I went to a private school, yeah. private school that costs significantly less than private schools cost now. Uh, in fact, by the time I left, it was like beginning to increase, you know. But yeah, um, you got out. I got out. Yeah, great school though. I mean, I, you know, we both work in education in some capacity. Yeah, know? yeah. It's a very complicated subject: public, private, right. charter, magnet, yeah, arts. I, all I can say is that the school that I went to for the six years that I was there was a very good thing for me. Mm. It, it was a place that let me be weird. Um, That's great. And uh, what greater gift to give uh, like a seventh grader than than the the 
at least the, the passing feeling that like it's okay to be into those weird things. Yeah. Oh God, that's yeah. yeah. So like weird privilege. Yeah, weird privilege that came from that you, you know, didn't get the shit kicked out of I you. I did not get the shit kicked out. Yeah, of me and neither. I may have had I. I mean, who's to say what my life would have been like had I stick in public school, you know? But but right. my, my older sister okay. went to the uh, went to the public middle school and high school, and she was also weird, and I think she still is weird. But I I I hope she doesn't mind me saying that I I, I felt like I watched her for one. Uh, I watched her get very good at hiding that weird, at least a little bit. Um, maybe as a survival tactic. I, mm. I don't know. But I, I was never very good at hiding my weird. Mm. Uh, I was weird in spite of myself. Mm-hmm. I feel like there there are different kinds of weird people, and some people are like adamantly weird uh, and just like, I'm weird and here, here's who I am. I feel like I've never been able to do that. I'm often like, I don't know, am I weird? But then everyone's like, yeah, you're weird. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's good to be. It's good to be weird. Well, I mean, look what we do for a living, you know. Uh, um, all right, here we are. This is a green white deck I'm playing mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. so we'll see what that uh, means. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like a really defensive deck. Okay, stalemate deck. Great. Play a planes, tap it, healing salve. Choose one. Target player gains three life, or prevent up to three damage to a creature or player. 23. I'm up to 23. Good for you, buddy. Okay, thank you. Good, good you. about that. Yeah, like it. Um, yeah, so you 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 were you 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 didn't get the shit kicked out of you either. No, no, you, and I was weird and you too. Were weird too. Well, I love jesters. I love juggling. <laughs> I love Magic: The Gathering. I right, loved right. like you know horsing around with yeah. all my dude friends. Um, uh, are you done? Yeah, I'm totally done. You you know you know a place that I really benefited in terms of privilege, and and I don't know if this is the most immediate go to. Um, I, I, I felt, uh, queer for a long time, uh, in a way that I, that I, I don't identify as now, hmm. uh, when I was like 14, hmm. 13, 14, uh, I, I had a lot of feminine traits in sort of my out, uh, appearance and, mm-hmm. and choices and even like my gestures, you know, and mm-hmm. my limp wrists and mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. that, uh, which I had. I'm done. Um, okay, great. Yeah. Thanks. And, um, uh play a forest and that's all I can do my turn and um, I what happened with that uh, you know it's that age where you're like your tastes are your personality mm-hmm. it's like such a surface age in some way for trying to figure out who you, I mean like never does the question who am I feel more pertinent and more like passionately important to answer than when you're like a young teenager oh my god and yet like your, or at least my ability, and I felt like most of my peers around me, our ability to actually like intelligently and maturely grapple with that question was just like nil. You know, yeah. it's like the bands you listen to, the posters right. on your wall, how you dress, uh, how you dress, yeah. exactly. So the fact that I had some feminine tendencies uh, was enough to make me start feeling like, well, what does that mean about my sexual orientation? Mm. Um, and then we had a cast party for a sh- for a theater play that I was in. Theater play as opposed to other kinds of plays. Right, right. Um, and I was in tenth grade, and we played spin the bottle. And uh, what'd you play? Sorry. Uh, this is a Boo Jafar. The Boo Jafar, a summon leper. <laughs> this is a this is an original. Foucault would be thrilled by this. Absolutely, this is an original <laughs> Arabian Nights. Oh my god! Uh, like kidding? with the scimitar, yeah. So this yeah. is like probably this is like like a, a two hundred thousand dollar card. If Abu dies, I'm, I'm reading. Do you yeah, yeah, no, please, please. If Abu dies without regenerating while participating in an attack or defense, 
all creatures Abu is blocking or being blocked are also killed. And they, oh my God, so he's a leper. So they're he's like, th his ability revolves around him infecting someone with leprosy. That's correct. At near the Taj Mahal. Okay, great. Abu Jafar. Great. <laughs> Well, look. It's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a picture of the Taj Mahal. But he has some, Can I mean, among his other sicknesses, he has summoning sickness. <laughs> That's right. Well, and he's zero. I, unlike his other sicknesses, this one goes away. He's but, zero yeah. one. Okay. I like that summoning sickness joke. Yeah, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm finished. Okay, great. It's my turn. Um, what was I saying? I was you, telling you, you were talking about, about my, spin my, the bottle. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so we spun the bottle, and and I, I spun it and landed on a girl. Kind of had a crush on anyway, just a little bit. Thrilled. And we did a little quick, quick, you know, yeah. peck. And then a friend of mine, a, f a male friend of mine who also saw him as, himself as a sort of liberal progressive, even at that young age, mm -hmm. um, spun it and landed on me. Feeling, we were like, feeling the burn. Yeah, he was, he was uh, at that I time. don't know if he'd be feeling the burn right now. I don't know. I, I don't want to make this overtly political. No, no, but no I'm sorry. I, I think there's a gendered thing going on there a little bit, actually. Yeah, absolutely. It's so I think brutal. Some of the yeah. ways that I, I think... Um, I, I shouldn't even say I think because I really should credit this to a friend I was talking to who really put it so concisely. And she, she said she feels like, and I kind of agree with this, she said she feels like a lot of guys, at least, of the sort of typical demographic who are like young and slightly like bro-ish, but also like liberals who are really into Bernie Sanders are also like, it, maybe it's on a fully unconscious, subconscious level, like are just like thrilled to have a quote-unquote more progressive alternative uh, than a woman uh, to yeah. you know, and, and the fact that he is more progressive, like openly socialist, and in, in certain ways, like even helps that even more. There's, yeah. a, there's a great article in the New York Magazine just like two days ago about this. Actually, I gotta read it. Yeah, you, I, I'll send it to you. It's really good. Thanks. Anyway, um, right. so this this progressive friend of yeah, yours. Yeah, so so it landed on me, and we uh, we're like, all right, whatever, sure. And so we so we kissed. It's the exact same, like just like a little peck. Mm -hmm. And I like freaked out afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, these things felt the same. What does that mean? <laughs> And of course, what it actually meant was that they both felt like nothing. But I had no frame of reference because I, I don't think I hadn't even like made out with someone. That was probably the, those are some of the earliest kisses in my how, life. How old were you? Oh, I was in tenth grade. That's fine. Yeah, and but so I was like, so I started thinking. I was like, and I think it had like the word queer been around, as it is kind of today. Yeah, it probably would have latched on to that, but yeah. it wasn't. You know. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, oh, I guess I'm bisexual. Hmm. Um, because of the combination of my sort of like feminine outward appearance and and my um, and and this and this thing that happened yeah and so I started like I started exploring and like painting my nails and stuff like that and 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 this is always back to you asked me like privilege right yeah I didn't get beat up once I didn't get te teased I was totally supported the entire time and uh, I think it was the environment that I was in mm -hmm. I don't know I, I don't entirely know even my parents barely say anything about it. This one moment, I, I I played a lot of soccer when I was a kid, like competitive soccer. It's big in San Diego, and and by then I was it like, is, yeah. I've been to a soccer yeah. game, in San Diego. <laughs> okay. uh, like a kid you soccer know. game. Yeah, yeah, it's big. Probably like Mission Bay, maybe or something like maybe. that, based on where uh, your lady uh, friend grew up. No, it, it was it was it's up in the up in the wherever okay. Carmel Valley. Oh yeah, oh yeah, big, big. It's like you know that was the uh, largest percentage of Ashley Madison users that were, were from Carmel Valley. Oh, it's God. it's just competitive soccer and wife swapping. Oh, I my think. God. Uh, but, yeah, I was going to a soccer game on, like, Saturday, and we got there. I was there with my mom, and uh, 
we, she, I was about to get out and she like stopped me and she was just, I had like, I think one hand of like rainbow colors and then like the thumb for the other to complete the, the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And she stopped me and she was like, Hey, like, I'm not making you do this. I'm not even saying you should, but I brought nail polish remover and, you know, cotton swabs. And I just want you to like, you know, just take a minute and like, think about this is a different environment than your school, than your home. And, uh, it like, there, there's no shame. If you if you don't if you if you're worried about how this might be received, and and I was like really caught off guard by this, and if, and I and I was really in like a petulant way being like no it's fine I'm gonna do this you know and I don't I don't remember I'm sure people acknowledged it but I don't actually remember anyone ever giving me a hard time even there but like that was the one and basically only moment wow. that that like I was made even aware that I should maybe feel ashamed uh, and how privileged is that you know. How lucky. I guess maybe it's... Very lucky. Yeah, I guess like lucky... I'm, I'm sort of using privilege interchangeably with lucky well, there. And privilege has a different sort of meaning in the in, in, in today's times or like in the context that we're speaking about it. But well, how lucky is that yeah, really, yeah. you know? I mean, it is. It is lucky. And then on top of all of that, and this is real privilege, because I went to this private school, and then I will get back to the magic game, sorry. Oh, no, it's um, okay. Because I went to this private school, I was really involved in a club called Club Unite, and I think technically it had a, I think it was an acronym for like understanding never is that easy or something like oh that. But it was just a, God. it was just a let's heal the world kind of club, you yeah. know. And because we we're a private school, we were able to participate in a student diversity leadership conference. Uh, and so little old me got to go, uh, there's like four of us that went, uh, to the student diversity leadership conference with independent and private school kids from all around the country to spend like three or four days talking about affinity groups and talking about multiculturalism and, and all these things. It was in 10th grade. And I went, and uh, yeah, at certain points you could choose a group that you wanted to go to based on what you identified with. And um, uh, the really the only two options that seemed available to me at the time were like the white or Caucasian group mm-hmm. and the GLBT, at the time it was called GLBTQSA, uh, gay, lesbian, trans, uh, GLBTQSA, Oh, bisexual, trans, S, uh, uh, GLBTQSA. What? I don't know what it is. Oh, a Q was for questioning. Right. And S. S. It was something. I don't know. Something. These words change a lot. But A so, is asexual. No, A was ally. ally. It was ally. S. Um. God. I don't know. Yeah. But I went, and it was like in these three days. Like, my mind was blown away by the idea that, like, your external traits and your, like, sexual orientation or disposition don't don't share a one-for-one connection, don't necessarily have Mm. to share a one-for-one connection. Mm -hmm. And, uh... And I, I never, I never told anyone that I thought I was even gay. I just said bisexual because I knew I liked girls, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and that was sort of, um... Uh... That was sort of, like, the, 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 the... I don't know, like turning on kind of in, in like altering how I saw those things and um, making me, uh, you know, cool my jets a little bit on this sort of like, uh, it made me feel like I kind of understood again what was going on and that, you know, because I'm the only bro- uh, son, you know, between sisters and because my dad traveled a lot, uh, especially when I was younger for business and that I, I'm sure I picked up some feminized traits from growing up in a house of women you know maybe and 
or, or for whatever reason, that's it doesn't even matter the reason, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's that's who I was at the time. That's who I am to some degree still today, and that that's that, you know, and, and that's just that. There's nothing more to it. Uh, doesn't have to be anything more to it than that. No, uh, uh, no guys. No. Hmm. Not in a. Uh, no romance with gen- no no with gentlemen. Never a romance. I and and like I joked earlier, I don't really have a like I have no. I don't know what people find attractive in men, not in myself or in anyone else. You said that earlier. Yeah. Well, I, well, I said that wrestling warped my shit, my perceptions of male beauty. Oh, I see. Uh, well, which, that's which, fascinating. Which maybe maybe they're related. I mean, like, because I because I, I also recognize that like super cut steroidal, you know, men drenched in baby oil is like not. Attra- I don't find that attractive. No, I don't. Nor either. do I think many people do anymore. No. Really, someone does. Uh, some some people do, but. There are definitely men that I find attractive, but I realize that oftentimes they have very feminine features, and, and yeah, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. and um, and 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 so when I like chat with female friends and we're look and they like see guys and they're like, oh, he's so attractive, um, I, 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 I always take their word for it, but I'm like, I, I've yet to hone in on any sort of consistency hmm. um, in what is, uh, who knows, who knows. That's fascinating. It's a mystery to me. Yeah. It's a mystery even to me, like, to me personally. Like, you don't if know. people find me attractive, I don't know for what reason. Well, that's, you know, you know that's an underlying, that's a Michigas, <laughs> you know, of your own self-image. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, Sorry. It's your, Sorry. Your turn, man. Yeah, I'm going to do something. Uh, I, I really detoured us there. No, it's, a, You're gonna, it's all good. This deck, I think, is like, this, everyone's going to fucking hate this deck. I think it's fine. Uh, yeah, all renewed, the listeners at home. Renewed faith, you gain six life. You do? Yeah. Okay. Um, Great. So I'm up to... 29, yeah. Yeah. Great. Nice. All right, that's the end of my turn. Okay. Um, It's funny to think about what one tells and doesn't tell on a podcast. I mean, I I freely tell that story, and it's not like I thought, oh, I'm going on Ben Weber's podcast. I'll tell them about my adventures in sexual orientation as a boy. Uh, And yet once I started, I was like, yeah, sure, let's just. That's great. Let's just talk about it. All right, we're given. What a, you got? We got two, two holy strengths happening on Abu Jafar. Oh my God! So this now, leper's got muscles now. Yeah, so he's he's two, uh, two two five two five permanently. Yeah, amazing. Two five. Okay. Um, and uh, I love the idea of like a really buff leper. Yeah, yeah. He's super cut. He's covered yeah. in baby oil. He's the baby oil. Uh, that's a wrestling gimmick. That yeah. Hasn't oh happened yeah. The yet. leper. Probably we've passed. Jafar. We've passed the era in which that would be an acceptable gimmick. Absolutely. In We're a lot more politically correct. Yeah. Not now. not gonna happen. The WWE has partnerships with like Glad and, the, and oh, you know good, stuff like yeah. that. They don't. Uh, uh, and and like don't be a bully and you know. yeah. It's a it's a rated it's a kid show now. It's rated for all oh, yeah. E for everyone. Yeah. So you're at twenty seven. Okay, thank you. Um, Struck by a leper. Yeah. Uh Sam uh yeah. so I, I represent uh a foundation. Do I want I I didn't know this one didn't I? Yeah, it's uh, it's called the Cozy Zone Foundation. Oh I see, okay, yes. And yeah, please go on. Um they provide unlimited funds uh for uh, artists to create collaborative projects. Yeah. Uh, what what's going on? Unlimited what's, funds, unlimited. hypothetically. Not, not hypothetically. Like as much as as much I as need. you request. Wow. Yeah, unlimited. Okay. Yeah, they'll find a way to yeah, yeah, to yeah, find yeah. the money, make yeah. it happen. If I'm yeah. a cozy zone sponsored artist. That's right. Uh-huh. Um, so you and I have to devise this. Are you a five hundred one c three? Of course. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
um, devise a, a project. Oh, absolutely, we have to. And we'll devise a project together and That'd come up tremendous. with a name. Yeah. Yeah. So and so during this Magic the Gathering game, we're gonna we do. We have it. to figure that out. We're gonna do that right now. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's. Just, I'm so excited. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, to begin this great adventure, uh, I'm gonna tap my two planes and two forests and play an enchantment called Orification. This is pretty great. Whenever a creature deals damage to you, put a gold counter on it. Each creature with a gold counter on it, I like that it's gold, um, is a wall in addition to its other creature types. And in parentheses, italicized parentheses to remind you, walls can't attack. Oh my god. Whenever, when Orification leaves play, remove all gold counters from all creatures. So I'm really in love with the idea of a buff leper wall. Which is Buff. about to be what happens that, that is, when you attack again. Yeah, but only attacking creatures? If, if a creature deals damage to me, I see. it's no longer able to attack. Wow. And t- as so long as this is in play. I got to get rid of that. That's somehow. a great card. Wow. That's, it's just, oh, it's full. I'm such a dick. Wow, I have that's... 27 life. Every time you attack me with someone, they can never attack me again. That's so brutal. I have no creatures out. Okay. Do I even have creatures in this? I don't have a creature in my hand. I don't even know if I have creatures. Okay, well. Yeah, we're just gonna. I'm just gonna unleash it. Okay, great, great, awesome. Um, so if we were to if we were to make something together, yeah, are we, you are you finished? Begin? Yeah, it's your turn. Well, so you're a you're a puppeteer. You're a physical I do, theater I do these maker. Things among other things, yeah. I, I'm a I'm an aspiring comedian. I'm right. a dreamer. I ache. Sure. Are you a dancer? Um, and a dreamer. Uh, I'm sure that's a song that yeah. I, I I I don't know. I, or is it dreamer poet? Anyway, I was belittling you when you were being genuine. And no, I apologize no, no, for that. it's fine. Um, I just never fucking talk to you again. No, it's fine. For God's sakes. Okay, we have Sarah Angel, Ooh. four four flying, Ooh. soon to be a four four wall. Flying wall though. Well, flying you can wall. attack other. You can block other yeah. flying creatures. Um, what else does it say? Artifacts that uh, attacking does not cause Sarah Angel to tap. That's Damn, really great. That's, that's really good. Well, that would be really good if it weren't about to become a wall. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> Okay, Abu Jafar. Down to 25. Golden wall counter. Golden buff, buff leper wall. Yeah, great. We're having fun. We are. Great. That's great. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, I do a lot of stuff, I, and I'm still trying to even figure out, like, what to call myself. I was just, I, I'm about to update my website, which is the true arbiter of what you are. That is the truth. Um, yeah, oh my God. It's all about branding these Holy days, Holy fuck. Sam, um, what a stressful, yeah, a oh website. God. Yeah, it's just the worst. Yeah, it? yeah. It's just so dumb. Oh my god. And yet, you know, it's cool to have, cool to have a web presence. Yeah. I remember I was saying to someone the other day, um I like a year and a half ago was here. I decided to live here, you know. I had an apartment opened up unexpectedly while I was subletting doing a show and decided I'm going to take it, I'm going to stay. I didn't I didn't have my life together at all yet, but a a short film I'd made that screened at BAM at the Puppet Film Festival. Uh got released online. I made it with a friend of mine as a radio producer primarily. So it's sort of an interview puppet show. And um, so it got released on Vimeo and people were sharing it. And my little sister, who was in college at the time, shared it. And she does some theater. Uh, she did some theater there. And suddenly all of her theater friends were like, oh my God, Like I went to your brother's website. It's like, how does he even do this stuff? It's so amazing. And I was feeling the exact opposite of that, of that kind of sensation about my own life at that yeah. moment. And I was so grateful that she told me this because it reminded me that, like, yeah, 20-year-old me would be blown away where 24-year-old me was at the time, you know? Yeah. That, like, when I was at it, I was like, I, I, I had fulfilled, I think I had fulfilled the dreams that I had had at 20, 
I was dissatisfied at 24 because, you know, probably my dreams won't be fulfilled till 28, you know, right. if we're lucky. But, but it, was, it was actually a really great reminder that, um, that your, your scope can grow as you grow hmm. um, and that hopefully you're, you're, you're still continuing down a path that is in some way like trying to fulfill earlier dreams, you know, um, e- even as they grow outdated, you know, to some degree. That sounds. That sort of sounds like a basis for a project. Like a f- for a basis for a project. Okay. Yeah, like a yeah. cozy zone funded project. Oh, that's that's a cool premise to me. Yeah. What are you doing? What yeah, you, yeah. Uh, what am I doing? I'm sorry. I don't have. I got jack shit. Um, oh my. Oh, that's great. I have a card that can make one of my creatures be like that creature. <laughs> yeah, do it. But I, I can't. I don't have any creatures out right now. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna play no planes. I'm going to tap four and play an artifact panacea. I can tap it and tap any number of X, which will prevent the next X damage that will be dealt to target creature or player that turn. Yeah, this deck is all about just, like, wow. being... I'm going to let Kitty in. Can you hear him meowing? Yeah, I can hear him. Yeah. Um, so if I, if I talk at you, you can still hear me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking about, like, there a, a big, a big uh, sort of refrain during our conversation here has been... Uh, you know, letting people sort of sharing positive things, letting people in on positive things in their life or past positive things that they weren't aware of before. Mm. Just sort of like calling attention to things that were already there. Yeah. That maybe yeah. you've lost sight of because I, of whatever reasons. Yeah. So so there it's it seems to me that there could be some sort of like archive of like Oh, in warm cool. fuzzies or good feelings of right. some kind, you know, that you could draw upon when you were feeling low, right? Right. right. So you have this like storage database that is, you know. Boy, I'll, t- I'll tell you, we were we were uh, working. Uh, were you there last? I think it was last Monday or two Mondays ago. No, we were. I wasn't. There. Um, uh, we were we were doing a. I was doing a thing, a prep thing for a theater piece or for a teaching theater thing, mm-hmm. and uh, we were asked to recall a great memory. Yeah. And the thing that immediately jumped in my head was just like. The week before, I was um, I was going to teach a workshop at Barnard on mm-hmm. uh, Balinese shadow puppetry, mm-hmm. which is one of the forms of puppetry I studied during my fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kitty, if you accidentally turn off the recording device, yeah, that wouldn't be that's cool. That's not that's not acceptable. Not cool. He has pretty much laid down in the middle of our magic card deck. Wow, I've never seen him allow anyone else to scratch his head. You have a calm feline aura about you. Oh yeah, much like a uh, feel away. The uh, the glade scented plug-in <laughs> for cat pheromones. Um, so I was flipping through for the past first. Uh, I started during my senior year of college. I keep like one of those guys who like keeps a, a little notepad in his back. Oh pocket, yeah, you, you know? have a notepad. Yeah, You're a, I'm a notepad, notepad guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, and I and I have been doing it less frequently now. I I, uh, I don't have cause for it in the same way that you do when someone's giving you money to travel around the world. Right. To be like contemplative. Right. Um, which is a shame. But I was flipping through it to try and find the book that I kept while I lived in Bali, or one of them that I was taking notes on. And I was flipping through a whole bunch of them, and I found one from when I was living in Japan. I was flipping through the pages, and I found a page, and all it said on that page was, I've never felt this happy before. Wow. And I don't have any memory of... What you were feeling. What what I was doing at that moment. But it's fun to try to remember, and it's great to know that that even happened, whatever yeah. it was, you yeah. know? And it just, like, made my day. That's awesome. It made my day. Just to know that at some point I was so moved in happiness that I would record that I was that moved by happiness, mm. you know? Great. Great yeah. to know that that's possible in my life, you know? 
I it's your turn, by the way. Sorry. Oh, great. Um, this is a wall. Okay. Your soul is a wall. Um. Great. Okay. This feels very Miranda July esque. This proposal. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to be. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's I love Miranda July, Mm. and I wonder. Um. This is Vesuvian doppelganger. It uh, oh copies shit. Copies so you have a four. Creature. You have two of them now. Yeah, two four four flyers. That's right. And if I get rid of one, they both die. What is that? That card? No, no, no. That's Dance of Many. This is much better than Dance of Many. You're right. This is much better than Dance of Many. God, um, excuse me for making that mistake. Uh, that's okay. Can um, it change what it yes. doppelgangs? Yes, it can. Get out of here. Can, yeah. it, can it pick one of my cards? Yeah, but you don't have any doppelganging. Yeah, sure. That's a great card. It's a great card. Wow. Yeah, it's okay. a really good card. One of my favorite cards. Too bad cards. it's going to become a wall. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Vesuvian doppelganger wall. Yeah, it will be a wall soon. But not yet. Not yet. Yeah. Not before doing a little, yeah, you know, a little something. A little fuck you. Yeah, sure. Um, But right now, uh, so it's the Sarah Angel, but I'm attacking sure. the Sarah Angel. Right, which, and you didn't tap. No. So I'm now to 21. No, 23. Is that 27? Yeah. 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 I'm now to 23, and it's a wall. Wait a second. So that, that can't attack anymore. No, I know, but... That had two. Are you sure? Didn't it attack you twice? Oh, right. 29, 27. Yeah. Did it attack me twice? Yeah. This is classic Magic the Gathering right yeah. here. Yeah, okay. So I'm at 21. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I'm at 21. Still above 20. <laughs> yeah. And that's a wall. Okay. Well, I realized what's so uh, awful about this deck is that now I can use this card... To prevent the damage that you'll deal to me, and also turn your card into a wall. Yeah. No. I don't know if I'll ever be able to hurt you. You're just gonna have this sea of walls. Yeah, but you, you have you did did opt to do that? Uh, I didn't have the mana to do it. Right. So. Yeah. But it is an instant, so I could do it during your turn. Yeah, totally. Great. Whenever you want. Okay. Well, I'll just play a forest and say it's your turn because that's all I can do. Do to do. Okay. Your turn. Great. But I am immediately going to tap, now that it's your turn, and tap all six and say that um, the next six damage dealt to me this turn will be prevented. So Great. We're Great. in a stalemate. Great. So, um, so, so, a, so um, a box of warm and fuzzies in a Miranda July. Yeah, but so I'm wondering, so yeah. there needs to be like a crew of people to help you archive right. these things. Right, 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 right. And how many, and I'm wondering how like it definitely you and I. So this is really like an art project. It's not like a show necessarily, or at least it begins as a project where like, we're communi- We're like interviewing people. We're talking to people. We're oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, do you want to do you want a show? No, not necessarily. Um, great. That's the framework that I often approach things these days. Yeah. Um, not doesn't have to be always. This is a five six. Oh jeez. Flying creature. Genie. Mahatmodi Jin. Um. Bottle. Mm-hmm. Gotta run me the right way. Um. Now, if I were you, I'm not attacking. Yeah. Smart guy. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh, who who can who can win this foot race? Uh, the creatures you're putting in, or the amount of mana I can expend? Yeah. Because I'm just getting more fucking mana. All right, it's your turn. Great. And now, as uh, now I'm blocking seven for this turn. Great. Um, um, yeah, I guess we'd have to. So the same friend that I mentioned, I made this little video with Bianca. Mm-hmm. Bianca gave her. She's just this remarkable person. Yeah. Who now has her own little series on. Uh, that this American Life produces of videos. They're called videos for you, where she just um, she just solicited a bunch of people 
to ask them what's the thing they'd want to tell someone that they've never told that person before. And she picks one and she makes a video about that person, what they want to tell, why they haven't told it, and then they tell the person in the video. Um, and they're amazing. They're really lovely. I love that. The first one was uh, a girl who uh, had been dating her boyfriend in Chicago for seven or eight years, but they'd never said I love you to each other. Mm. And she, for some reason, felt like he, she, she had it in her mind that like he needed to say it first. Mm -hmm. And so he just wasn't saying it. And uh, so she didn't say it. And then she's like, enough with this already. I just want to tell you that I love you. So they made this whole video about it. And, um, and you can also watch the video of them watching the video, which is like, and you can't see the video. You can mm. only see them looking into their screen. Mm. And uh, it's delightful. That's so wonderful. It's so great. I, we have to work in, in video and film. I'm thinking Maybe. we have to go back to your filmmaker roots. Sure. Th that would go, be meaningful. Go into the warm and fuzzies, yeah. you know? I yeah, mean, I, I I could get in. I kind of I like that idea. And uh, yeah, it's I would, like mini documentary. And I would also I would want some sort of like craft element or mm. like some sort of like craft adornment yeah, on absolutely. on well, these people. You know, I'm all and I'm all about the DIY aesthetic, celebrating yeah. what you can do without uh, tons of money. And but we have tons. Well, of money. we do have tons of money, but we could spend a lot of money to look like we didn't have money. That's true. If we wanted to, that's the dream. That's the dream. Yeah, I think that um, would enjoy that. We could do the uh, the Bertolt Brecht Three Beggars Opera approach, mm. where yeah, you got to make it look so good that it didn't, that doesn't look good. Um, uh, so you gonna attack with me with anything? I'm uh, well, seven. let me hold on. Let me just um, what you got? let me just uh, explain to you what what has just happened. What has oh, befallen boy, you? You just sacrificed two lands, right? Um, no, you just moved them. So, uh, so I just cast Stasis. Okay. Uh, Stasis is an enchantment. Players do not get an untap phase. No way. During your upkeep, pay an island or destroy Stasis. So no one gets an untap phase. No one gets an untap so phase. So all of my mana is tapped forever. Uh, unless I stop paying my upkeep. You motherfucker. Um. Also. Yeah. Uh. I'm going to... I would not attack. How about you? W w why? Because one of those two creatures is going to become a wall. And yeah, it's who, not, ca who well, cares? Yeah, but after this turn, they can attack without becoming a wall. Or, no, they can attack... There'll be a wall, but they'll do more damage to me. Why? Because, right, this turn, seven of the damage that they deal is going to be... Oh, great, yeah, negated. I guess I won't I won't attack, yeah. yeah. Good, good call. Yeah. All right, cool. Right. You just keep that in mind... Uh, the favor I did you when you feel like uh, releasing <laughs> us from this tappage. This stasis. Um, wow. What a perfect card to counter my deck. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Yeah. Okay. Well, just in this moment, I do like stasis. There's a there's a classic combination, time elemental stasis combo. Yeah. And time elemental uh, returns a card to your hand. Uh, so you can, so if yes. you play it correctly, you can like return stasis Stasis. to your hand and then you get an untap phase and then you cast it again. Oh God, I hope everyone's taking notes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, so uh, I'm fuck man. Uh, and you have a card. Who, well, he can't attack anymore because he's a wall, but you have cards that don't tap when this they attack. This one, this one, right? This one is this, and so. Well, they'll all st they'll still turn into a wall. That yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand that. <laughs> I still got one line of defense here. I understand that. That's but a really annoying thing. I know. I know. Um, oh man, and oh god, well it taps to do it. All right. Well, I had one forest left. I wish I'd had a plains because then I could actually do stuff. Mm -hmm. um, okay, asshole. It's your turn. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So so videos with a crafty element in some way perhaps derived from interviews? 
yeah. in some capacity. Yeah, because you want to know like, well, yeah. what, what, like, what's the best thing about this person? Yeah, and then yeah, yeah, something yeah. that you can access when you're feeling shitty. Yeah, it's interesting. You're you're kind of, I mean, like the the examples that I gave, like finding the notebook or having friends, like having younger people. Like, I wasn't crafting them. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't being, I wasn't prompted. Uh, I, and I, I don't know a way to but do so this. But this is prompting. a gift. This is a gift you can give to somebody. But don't. You, but, but the gift is something that they're kind of giving themselves, right? I mean, like you're helping them find a gift. You, you're not even helping them. Sounds like too aggressive. You're, you're like you're creating an opportunity for people to rediscover things that they already knew about themselves but had forgotten that would make them that will make them feel better. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what we're saying. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I love that. I just don't know how to do it. Yeah. Well, well, but that's the project. Yeah, that's the project. Yeah. Um, okay. okay. Um, let me just do yeah. one thing quick. Yeah. Uh, tap so, those islands. Uh, tap these islands. I'm going to counter spell. I'm going to counter <gasps> your enchantment. Your wall enchantment. Nothing is a wall anymore. Is that? When oh, yeah. It, that's... When it goes away, everything stops. Oh, great. That's great. I am about to lose. Maybe. I think I got no chance. Um, I haven't even played a single creature. Okay, so everyone's back. Everyone's no back. Um, so we're going to do that 4, mm-hmm. 8, uh, 13, 15. Okay, I'm down to 6. All right, well, it's been a fun game. Uh, wow, what a great card this is, too. I'm just going to show you it because it's it's game over. Yeah. Weatherseed Tree Folk. It's a Tree Folk card. Trample, 5-3. When Weathersea Tree Folk is put into a graveyard from play, return it to its owner's hand. Oh. That's, you just can't kill it. Interesting. You just play it again. Huh. That's pretty great. That is great. Um, can I just forfeit? Are you going to... Are you going to... Give like, me the... The satisfaction? Yeah, come on. All right, all right. All right, it's your turn. All right. Uh, I'm going to get... Sorry, yeah, stasis is gone. <laughs> oh, how convenient. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's how it works. Yeah, I think so. Um, who knows? I mean, this is us. I, again, we're like yu gi oh the game pretty right, much. Right, right, right. Um, okay, attacking. Do you want to see how far into negative you can take me? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's... it's Did uh, you have fun, Ben Weber? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got negative 10. I think oh, that's what you got wow, me wow, to. Wow. All right, well done. Great. So, uh, so one I won one. one, you won one. Yeah, I... Are we gonna play again? I don't know, man. You, you getting tired? Yeah, oh yeah. We got to figure out this art thing. All right, let's 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 focus on yeah. Let's focus on art. Okay, so so there are these beautiful like video experiences that are crafted that that people can give to each other. Yeah. To sort of on like it, they're like it's almost like investigative reports or yeah, but it, sure. but artful and poetic. Sure. And, Do you think I love what you just said? People give them to each other. Do you think it's it's kind of that way? Like someone will commission us yeah. with their help to make one for someone else. Yes, yes, yes. That's that, a really loving thing. That's what I'm thinking. Then, then I think then I think I like that more because I feel like then the video itself is part of is a gift. Yeah. Uh because someone is thoughtful enough to commission it. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. And and we're reasonable in our rates, you know. So. Absolutely. Well, it's it's completely subsidized. Well, yeah, exactly. We have the luxury of uh just doing a, a community service yeah. through the generosity of the uh, Cozy Zone Foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I like this. Um, yeah, this is a. I, mean, I want to make sure it doesn't get too twee. Uh, I mean, it, it could be twee, but it doesn't have to be twee. Tell me, tell me what a twee version would look like. 
Um, well, you know, crafty short videos telling people how much they matter. You know, that's kind of the definition. That, that you know, like that. That's that's not that doesn't inherently force twee upon people. But I feel like there is an entire genre of online video that is like feel good in a way that feels very Etsy. Um, yeah. Okay. You, you know, and and these don't ha these don't necessarily have to not be it, but I right. feel like that would be the the in my head the most immediate place that I would that, that it like it looks to me is you know like with letters that drop down from string that you like hand cut out mm -hmm. you know and stuff right. like that like to make it crafty in a way that's awesome without it being like oh shucks but to still be heartfelt. Am I am I put imposing a no unfair no not at all I'm just thinking like well let's maybe we can maybe call say some things about an aesthetic sure I, let's do that because I mean this is something that I don't know if it's obnoxious to do or not but like I often do this when I think about a new project is I think about like what can I do with this I don't, it doesn't have to be something that no one else has ever done in their entire life right but I do quite quickly think like well what 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 can I bring to this idea that is at least um, thoughtfully unique to me and therefore not banal in a way that like repeating things that already exist can be. If I guess what I'm trying to say is how can it be different? Yeah. I don't want to say that in, yeah. in that kind of straightforward way. Well, let me tell you something I'm thinking about a yeah, lot is this, this notion of a, a palimpsest. Mm, I, uh, beautiful word. I think it, I don't know if it's come up in other episodes, but it, it's just, y are you familiar with the... What it is? Yeah. Yeah. So for those of you, I think I've, anyway, just in case. I, I'm totally familiar, Ben, but why don't you tell our listeners who might not know? Right, right. That's, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's, uh, you know, you... You write up on a piece of paper, you draw on a piece of paper, you erase it, you you do something over it. Right. So it's like this layers, these layers of of meaning. Right. And it it makes me think that well, I think it's it's particularly salient in this situation because these people who are honored in these commissions right. are complex, they have many layers. Um, there's a lot going on. Yep. You know, these videos are going to come up at a point when they're maybe feeling shitty. Sure. Um, but there are, like, many instances of light and, and yep. joy in their life. And so, like, it, it, I don't know, just, like, seeing everything at once, like, layered on <laughs> top and to sort of see, like, what kind of mush or, right. like, stained glass, like, what, like... All of the things stacked up on top of each other would uh, look like. I, think, like. I like that idea. I think that's nice. And if you do it in a crafty way, I mean, part of what's fun of being crafty on camera is you can really kind of treat the lens frame, like the frame of the of the of the video, like a proscenium in mm -hmm, a way, right? Mm -hmm. So you can, it, like, you you can make your edits and your sort of reveals and storytelling through one continuous shot yeah. instead of uh, through edits. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you're literally oh, layering things nice. on top of each other oh, that's really and then nice. pulling them off in real time, that's, yeah. that's kind of nice. And you can, like, change, like, w I think thinking about, like, yeah, doing things in one take. Mm -hmm. One take is nice. Because then it's a performance. Yes. You know, in, in a, well, I mean, acting is a performance on camera. Acting is too, but, like, this is a, it's a the it's, it's more theatery. Yeah, which it's is theatery. Kind of, which and is our, you know. And it's a, a technical feat. It, yeah, the, it, it's, you, yeah, exactly. It's that, isn't this impressive thing that hopefully is impressive for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. Right, right. Know? It's it's this, you know, yeah, like, look at the artifice of this. Mm -hmm. Look at what we had to do. Yeah. And the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it could be fun. Um, I'm thinking about... 
suddenly, for whatever reason, it, it brought to my mind, there's a photographer, a Japanese photographer whose name is very famous, but whose name is escaping me at this moment, um, who has these really remarkable photographs of movie theaters. Um, and my understanding is he leaves the frame, uh, or he, le he leaves the exposure uh, open, and I, I don't know cameras well enough to explain this stuff, but basically, like, the camera is open, taking in light, taking in a photo for the exact duration of the film. Mm. And so what you see in the photograph is ev literally everything wow. in the movie. Yeah. Uh, but it comes out as just a, a, a really, like, ethereal-looking white, wow. pretty much, because it's light, uh -huh. you know, and it's always changing. Yeah, like yeah. such a long... Um, exposure. exposure. That was the word I wanted to use, but I was hesitant to barrel forward with it. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, I, like uh, th this is not that, but but that idea of layering so many things on top of each other that like you know you want to explore the layers, but then also that moment where you just see it all at once and it's just kind of like magical and nothing and everything and. Um, well, th this idea of exposure <laughs> is maybe a, a something informing the mm. title. Okay. Um, you're, you're good at uh, you're good at spitballing. Oh man, yeah, yeah. We've we've done a bunch of these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Cozy Home Foundation is uh, uh, they're they're churning they're them. They're not want for for uh, you know artists no. projects. Yeah, no, well, I mean, we only the the best. You know, they're not. It's not everybody. <laughs> not everybody. Stop it. Go on. Well, um, exposure. Well, I mean, that's what it is, right? It's kind of re-exposing you to. Yeah, something. but then there is something like look at my dick. Kind of, you know, there's like a there's that the like, connotation. Hey, older version of yourself. Did you know that your younger self would be very thrilled by how large your penis grew <laughs> when you fully matured? <laughs> Feel good about that. Yeah. No thanks needed. <laughs> Just doing our duty. See you later. Nor there an exposure. Expose yourself. <laughs> no. Um. Mm. Light painting. Light painting. This is your life. Hmm, this is tricky. Is there a narrator? I wonder. Maybe. Maybe maybe there's, maybe there's, um, maybe it doesn't even have to have, have a sort of formal consistency to it. Yeah. You know, there there are directors that, you know, there's a Wes Anderson in all of us. You right, know? right. Like, oh, you know, it's clearly a Wes Anderson movie, and then there's a Danny Boyle. You know, I don't think. I mean, I think that there are themes in a Danny Boyle, of you know, like opus. You know, but. Like he seems determined to make one of every kind of movie. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. Danny Boyle. Jesus. I don't even particularly love all his movies. No, but I do admire the fact that like no two are even in the same genre. I want to see that you know? Frankenstein stage play that he did. Oh, I heard it was good. It looks really good. Um, he's got. A, oh, he just the he just did the uh, Steve Jobs. Oh, with Sorkin. Yeah. Um, his best movie I think is Sunshine. Have you ever seen that movie? It's a great movie. I don't know. It's a sort of sci-fi thriller about eight astronauts flying towards the sun. The sun is dying, and the Earth is like winter all over, and oh. they've taken the entire, the, the re last remaining nuclear payload of the entire world, and they're trying to fly it into the sun. Oh, my God. Uh, to try and reignite the sun. Jesus. A lot of ocular imagery. Really, really beautiful. Huh. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I was just saying that, you know. Life. We don't want to impose. I mean, if this is truly, this is the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Like, my friend Bianca, she makes brilliant movies, and she has a clear aesthetic, you know? And I think that's part of the appeal. Like, by the time she was making videos for you with This American Life, 
she'd already gone viral with a with her with a different video she yeah. made called "The Scared Is Scared," which is tremendous. It's really lovely. Yeah, um, and she's she she she's definitely not someone who would be accused of like resting on her laurels. You know, she's right. always exploring uh, aesthetically and, and narratively, but. But you know, I, I when I see a Bianca Gaver movie, I kind of at this point at least like I was like, yeah, it's a Bianca, Bianca made that. Clearly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that's part of the appeal at this point of videos for you is that people are people are of course the 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 explicit ask is who would like to have a video of uh, about the thing they want to say made. Yeah. But the sort of implicit part of that is like in this cool style that you already like uh, that Bianca works in, hmm. you know, and we don't, we're not established. Um, right. Well, we aren't, we aren't. I mean, the cozy zone foundation of course is, is established, but yeah, well, um, but they don't, they're not interested in, in de- directing the aesthetic. Right. They right. Don't. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that becomes part of the question then is, you know, is everyone really different, really in service of that person? Yeah, and and is the uniting factor the project, or is this, is the aesthetic part of the unite the, the unity of the of the uh, endeavor as well? I'm almost inclined to go towards letting it be whatever. I think you're. Needs, I, th- I think you're right. Needs to be, and even hiring different directors Possibly. based on the needs. Possibly, yeah. yeah. It's like a it's like a producerial project as yeah. much as it is a Absolutely. creative endeavor. Yeah. The collaborators, the people are unique to each project. Nuggets, warm fuzzies. I'm like, I'm looking toward a title. You're still, you're hung up on a title. Well, we got to do it. Yeah, I know. I get it. I mean, Sox News, in a show that I made. Yeah. Title's very first. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about the ideas of portraying racists and uh, other bigots uh, through puppets. <laughs> and... Uh, and then just about immediately after that, the title Socks News came. I was like, well, I guess that's what the show has to that's be. That's really funny. It has to be a that's sock a puppet show at, you know, at a hyperbolically conservative Fox News network. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There's no other option. We were a... Gift. 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 Light gift. I saw... This is nothing to... This is not the title, but <laughs> I saw someone's bag on the subway the other day, and it said, search research and i liked the play on words that's funny and then it said research search uh like mirror image mm. below that's good um expose re-expose yeah yeah but that's yeah the idea right, well right, i mean right. pose expose pose expose pose repose repose <laughs> <laughs> um but what are we? What is it? It's what like this it? reminder. Yeah. It's mind. Ooh, mind. mind remind. Mine. Remind. Er. Yeah. No. And then it's all bracketed and sl- you know. No, no, no. This is yeah. We don't want it to look like a dissertation. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I like mind though. I like mine. I like mind. I like remind. Um. Mine as like mine as also like mining a mind, you know, for things. Remine. I mean, it's like be kind, rewind at that point. Which yeah, re- remine, R E M I N E. Remind. Remind, remind, ba- remind, baby. Remind, remind. I like that. Um, I like this title. It's not perfect. No. And a minder also. A minder? Like a minder. Someone, uh, someone, uh, minders, mind, mind, one. minders keepers. Mm. 
Keep. Keep on. Keep, keep it on. up, <laughs> Mr. Minder. Minder. Reminder. We could be the minders. That's fun. Like we and we like dress the same, and then it's like it's like an MTV show, like catfished, where they like meet the people. Minders. You know, or it's like the yes people, or what? Those, the those yes like, men. Yeah. The yes men. You know, it's like we wear suits and matching Warby Parker glasses without yeah. without lenses, of course, because neither of us need them. That's fun. The minders. The minders. You, you mind like, mind the minders. You know. Yeah, that's the that's the catch. That's the yeah. tagline. I, I can get I can get on board with the, the minders. minders. The minders. That's fun. Yeah. All right. So we're the minders. The minders. Know? Great. We're the minders. Love it. We're a '60s pop band, and we're uh, and we make these lovely videos. We should, we should we should dress in a sort of zombies Beatles yeah um, suit kind of way yeah or yeah. those that twee. I don't know. Tight don't know. pants always. T- I love both of us. I think. Well, we're, we're, we do enjoy okay tighter pants. Tight pants. Yeah. I mean, I, I I prefer to not know whether a penis is circumcised or not based on the imprint it's making on a pair of pants. That's fine. Well, which we... happens, I, f- I have to say, a fair amount of the time on the subway. Really? Some hip guy gets on, and I'm just like, I never, <laughs> I never travel at, at those time, tight pants times. I guess you don't. I guess I tr- I, it's a little bit later in the morning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah early in the morning. Tight pants on. guys, you know, I mean, like, that tight pants, they, they don't get it. They don't have nine to fives. No, no. They're all, they're all taking the subway to coffee shops Yeah. to talk about their screenplays mm. or podcasts. People. <laughs> Fuck those people. I was walking down the street the other week, and I saw these three. I was at by the Barclay Center, and I saw these uh, five guys, these white guys with scruff. And they were like, we're going to start like, a fucking burger shop. <laughs> Go on. They may as well have said that. And they were walking by, and they had their curated five o'clock shadow and their chunky, um, oversized cardigans and their hip shoes and I was like fuck these guys and then I realized that I was wearing an oversized denim jacket fairly well fitted corduroy pants great boots I have a mustache right now I uh I look a lot like them imagine imagine at that moment Mm -hmm. Sam yeah that someone handed you like a little a little uh wooden box. Yeah, yeah. And in that wooden box was a film reel. Yeah. And and it was telling me about when I was younger and I couldn't grow a mustache and all I wanted to do was have a mustache. Mm-hmm. And it was reminding me. Mm-hmm. The minders came mm-hmm. to remind me of how grateful I should be that I can even pull off this look. That's right. Yeah. Minders. Yeah. I mean that's not the most profound thing. That I could be reminded of, but you know, small victories. Small victories. You know, we victories. gotta we gotta start somewhere. I remember workshops on, on on this subject, and, and then I'll go and then I'll drop it because it's just free association. And we're spitballing, so I'm kind of indulging in free association. In tenth grade, my tenth grade English class, we read the Canterbury Tales, and then and my tenth grade English class teacher teaches at St. Joseph's University, which is right down the way. So we've like seen each other. Oh wow! And she 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 uh, she was twenty four when she was my Holy tenth grade shit. teacher. So we're like now at an age where we could just easily be friends. Yeah. Even though there's a bit of that babysitter effect. Right. Right. You know. Right. But so we've like had coffee. It's great. Wow, it's so nice. cool, right? Yeah. Um, we live in the same neighborhood. But she gave us this great assignment. She was a great teacher. Where after reading the the, the uh, Canterbury Tales, we were asked to write a few, you know, um, 
25, 30 line portraits of people in our own lives mm. in the style of the Canterbury Tales That's and awesome. rhyming with uh, whatever form of old English you want to do it in, encounter. And I wrote two. Uh, at this moment, I was very distressed in my life because this is, again, the same moment where you're, uh, your interests are your personality. And uh, scenesters, I don't know if scenesters made it to uh, uh, Milwaukee, but um, scenesters were like the the er hipsters of of San Diego, at least. Mm. They were like, uh, they were not goth. They 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 were they were not goth, but they were not hipsters because hipsters didn't exist yet. Right. But they like liked to wear, you know, the guys you know kind of were, f- were feminine clothing, and they listened to soft indie music and um, you know had feelings and stuff like that we're into like artsy movies and so I had this real crisis because I thought they were such fools Um, but there was a great deal of overlap between what I liked and what scenesters liked and I felt so threatened by them you know Uh, and this was right when I was doing this Chaucer portrait so I was like taking the shit out of some of them and then my teacher challenged me to make my third portrait about like someone positive because my first two were just really taking the shit out of me. Yeah, people. yeah. And so I wrote about someone who just really follows, who's just, as, as Emerson would say, perfect sweetness, you mm. know, who really follows their own beat even within a crowd. Mm. Um, but I described this person in like vivid detail. And then I, and I, and I, uh, and I for the rest of my life, I've, I've regretted because that, that, of course, completely, like that person is indescribable because that person is wholly unique to themselves. So there's like no, there's no physical, like, you can't describe what they're wearing because that's missing the point of what that, like it doesn't matter what they're wearing because that's not what the point of this is, you know? Um, and, and, I, and I never forgave myself. Like I realized it after I handed it in. That uh, that I completely missed the point of the entire of like what I was trying to express. I completely failed, and I and I've never forgiven myself for that. My God. So maybe a minder could uh, help you help me out on that one. Sam, know. take my hands. Okay. Take my hands. Okay. We we've yeah. we've been in it for so long, and I I this think podcast? it's yeah, and I it's think it's time. time. We it, just it's call time. It. It's time, and I'm so grateful. We played two games of Magic, <laughs> two different decks. Wow. Um, one we, one in one, so yeah. we can shake hands and feel good about ourselves Absolutely. equally. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm so, so grateful for all of this. Thank you for the soup. Thank you for the, the bread and butter and Parmesan. <laughs> Thank you for ending this, because I could just keep talking. I, you oh. know, it's, I'm, I'm, but no one wants that, so thank you for... Well, Having the good good sense you to know, say this is enough. We've done enough. We we've done so much. We've made yeah. a beautiful thing, yeah. and the world is so lucky to have this. Uh, and we'll you know we'll we'll be back here again sometime well, the, soon. The minders will. The minders are coming come into this. Yeah, they're, it's like they're sort of scary. They're like hitmen. They, they look yeah. They're kind of like hitmen. Yeah. They got like a file. They got like a portfolio on you. Yeah. But then they hit you with nostalgia. Yeah. In a positive way. They lead parades. Like we did. I'm giving you a knowing look right now. Danny Renata. Yeah. We were the marshals of their wedding parade. Shout out to uh, Danny Did, did they portmanteau their names? What? Por- portmanteau. What, what do you, you what does take, that mean? You take two words and you combine them into a oh, third word. Denata. Did they know what they did? did Danny Town? Wait, Townie. Oh, they did something with their last names. T- Danny Town? They're going to Danny Town. Renata. Ren- I don't know. Uh, well, any, any, it doesn't matter. Send Renata to Danny Town. That's the one. There we are. Um, turning Townsend. Turn, yeah, that was, it was that was the hashtag. hashtag. 
Ah, uh, Sam, thank you. Ben, thank you. It's what an honor and a privilege to um, to be considered for your podcast. Oh God, it's a it's an honor. Nothing brings me pleasure more than to get to talk about myself. I've told you this many times. <laughs> well, it's very interesting, <laughs> and i i got to I got to do everything I wanted. Also, do you feel? Um, I think we both came in when you came over the, tonight before before the podcast and everything when we had dinner. I think we both had like, oh, what a day. Oh, yeah. Do you feel released from that at least a little now? Yeah. I'm glad. Oh, oh yeah. I'm, I'm glad. This, this amps me up. Great. Yeah. Great. I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. Good. Um, any questions for me? Questions. Any other questions? Any other? I think I just asked you a question. I know you did. I uh, realized. Other questions? Um, who's next? You don't know yet. Oh, um... I know I have some in the future, but yeah, immediately next, I'm not sure. Okay. There's probably someone coming who I don't expect. I'm, I'm thrilled to join the Pantheon. Oh, yeah. Pantheon, indeed. I, I do this thing. It's bad. I'm going to admit to it. Every now and then, I let my imagination really run wild because my imagination very quickly goes down deep rabbit holes. So it'll be like, what if I did this? What, what if I, like, you know, what if I moved to this country to do this thing and then the very next thought is like my life in 15 years in that country later you know and like the ch what will my children be named and like how large will my apartment be and you know what will the neighborhood store have so one of those that I've done sometimes I don't know if you've ever done this but you think about what if you were ever in a position where someone would actually write a biography about you where someone would try to cull from the crazy chaos of your life some forms of symbolic through line you know to help people in a single paragraph digest why you did something um do you, do you, do you sort of get what I, I'm saying, I, yeah know? yeah i i sometimes think about that in my, for my own life i think about like what what can i even possibly point to at this point that can help explain who i've become or how the hell i've gotten involved in doing this stuff well you know? what are you know what are your wounds <laughs> that's a that, that I, I, I guess begin to yeah, you that. could start there i mean and then also... I never touched a puppet in my life, pretty much, and yet I, I was like, no, I need to travel the world for a year to study puppets, you know? There's, um, I mean, there there's something, your relationship with artifice and storytelling... Mm -hmm, maybe. As, ...as it seems to be emerging. Well, I hope that if, if I'm ever in a position where someone would be culling through my life to explain it, that they will use this podcast... As a footnote, they will a, a frequently cited footnote. Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben the, Weber, comma, in quotations, cozy zone, episode whatever, you know, minute forty-seven, <laughs> you know, something like the, that. The first, the first third. First third. <laughs> just fucking listen to the thing. That's what the last one will say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just uh, the biography. Of Samuel Gold. Mm. Sammy G. Sammy G. Okay. Love to you, Sam. Benny Webbs. Thank you. Thank you. We are intimately finding our peaceful cozy zone. And Ben, he interviews friends. It's awkward and then it's cozy zone.
Occasionally it's a lovely thing to be nosy in somebody's cozy zone. So please snuggle up sweet. A beautiful thing is cozy zone. <laughs> 